Thanks again for joining us whenever you're listening to this, wherever you're listening to this. Still, the one and only Metalist Podcast. Fucking finally. Still, <laughs> I'm Dave. I'm Jason. So we got a lot of catching up to do, folks. Let's get into it. This is going to be our mid-2022 progress report. Oh, so before we do that, I'll just apologize to the listeners. Uh, we haven't been able to put out much recently. I mean, last year it was like all these weddings. This year it's been like all kinds of shit. I've been working out of town a lot, and I don't have a fucking proper laptop. So I can't edit if I'm out of town, and I also can't really record. I mean, we might be able to record on Zoom. I was just thinking about that, because we used to reuse Zoom to record, right? Yeah. That's what we're doing right now. No, like you're recording yourself, and I'm recording myself. Got it, got it, got it. But we used to record on Zoom, right? We did. So I'm wondering if maybe it's at some point, if I'm ever out of town, we could try and pull off one where it's like, I'm on, I mean, I'm just on my phone, but it should work. Okay. It's a big cell phone. I have a Chromebook. <laughs> it, it, there you go. It doesn't have windows. It doesn't have, I, you can't really do much with it. So um, another thing is like, um, I mean, I guess the big thing is like, well, you know, we don't really get paid for this. So it kind of has to happen when it happens. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yep, yep. And as soon as we can get freed up on some stuff, I guess. I mean, we can go back to like a more steady recording schedule. Yeah, we'll take it as it comes. It's it is a lot of stuff on my end as well, but also my the rest of my year is actually still also rotten with weddings. <laughs> I uh, I literally just before we got here, I got a message saying, "Hey man, did you get the email?" And I was like, "What?" And sure enough, there was a big fat invite waiting in my inbox that I didn't see. So I'm just like, great. Well, that's better than what I was doing because I was fucking, I went to go get my booster and uh, I was sitting in fucking, I was sitting in, I was supposed to be at CVS. I was sitting in Walgreens for about 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know I was in the wrong place until I tried to fucking check in. So that's how my day has gone. That's pretty indicative how the whole week's gone, really, like last week anyway, but. Is this your first, uh, first booster? Yeah, so I just never, I was just being lazy, you know. But, I mean, I've also been sick once, wasn't yeah. COVID. I've been tested numerous fucking times for work. Deja even had it, and I somehow tested negative. I don't know how that works. I've heard so many stories like that, and I will yeah, keep so knocking on wood, dude. Fucking, I mean, I'm still undefeated, and I just don't even know how. I'm assuming there's going to be some Bruce Lee version... Of the virus is going to come around, just knock my fucking dick in the dirt. But, I mean, until then, you know, fucking mm-hmm. whatever. Cross that bridge when we come to it. So, yeah, we can get into it. How about this? You want to start with the big, big recent news? Yeah, sure. Why not? All righty. So, next year, 20 years after Pantera will have officially stopped being a band, they're going to have a quote-unquote reunion tour. Phil Anselmo, Rex Brown... The long-rumored and speculated Zach Wilde in place of Dime on guitar. 
Uh, and then I was just like, you know, we hadn't even had enough time to think of who would even be on drums. So the I only even... big, the only surprise of this whole thing is who was on drums. Yeah, and I mean, fair enough. Charlie Benanti's my. But it also fucking... it also makes a lot of sense. Both of them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm personally not going to go see it. Uh, I saw the genuine article 23 years ago. I still have Dimebag's picks. I'm good. It does feel a little ick. They did get the go-ahead from both Dime and, and Vinny's estates. Makes me feel a little less icked out by it. But, you know, I, I'm seeing a lot of people who didn't get the chance the first time around saying, this is the closest I'm going to get. Go forth. Do it then, dude. You know, like, fuck it. Why not? It's a mixed bag situation. <laughs> I'm I'm going to be chilling that night. Very mixed bag. So, yeah. I barely even fucking care about Pantera including the original fucking band. I they were never my band. I I liked a lot of other stuff before them. And even if they were still a fucking band, like if the Abbots were still alive, I still would not I wouldn't go see them live now. I just don't fucking care about the band. So like I definitely understand why people would want to see it. For people that are saying like, "Oh, what the fuck?" Okay, if you can't figure out why people want to see this, you're a fucking idiot. Okay, they're they're one of the bigger bands that have been around, you know, that have ever been. So my thing is this. So I've seen a lot of stuff, uh a lot of the complaints I've seen. Okay, it's um Zach Wild. Oh, fucking Zach Wild. They need to get a guitar player that's more comparable that can actually play dime stuff. Look, this isn't about fucking chops. That's not what this is about. Zach Wild's like dime's like one of dime's best friends. Mm -hmm. That's why he's there. It's not his fucking playing. If that was the case, I mean, they could get a number of fucking dudes. You know what I mean? Like, there's there, and there would be no point. Yeah. It's not about, it's not about trying to replicate a fucking band that you can't replicate. You just can't. So if it wasn't Zach Wilde, you know, who would you want? There's no one that there's no one that could fucking be that everybody would be cool with. Not one yeah, person. No, for sure. Because no one's fucking dime, right? I mean, whatever. Yeah. So then the other fucking thing is like Charlie Benante. Well, fucking Dimebag was considered the sixth member of Anthrax. Mm -hmm. So that's why Charlie Benante, any fucking rules, dude. Cause I mean I don't know. I think I think a number of guitar players could play dime stuff. I mean, the the shit's all there. It's not like they have to write shit like dime did. It's all there. All you gotta do is fucking learn it. Like for fuck's sakes, there's been people covering Pantera songs for fucking years. Now, my weird thing is, I guess I'm 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 like I'm not big I'm not a big enough fan to be like yo fuck yeah I'm gonna go. But I also I'm like curious what the draw is because Phil Anselmo has been doing Pantera covers for literally years with the illegals. Mm -hmm. Yep, and I understand no one fucking cares about Phil Anselmo and the illegals, <laughs> and I mean I don't blame them. Like whatever, you know. You, mm -hmm. but all of a sudden they slap the name Pantera on it, and suddenly there's a lot more interest, at least yeah. you know, for it and against it. Like people's yeah. ears perk up, right? They and, and people are it, it, it's being talked about. But he's been doing. In fact, Rex has been on stage with him. Mm -hmm. With the illegals, and 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 no one fucking mentions any. You know, it doesn't get any fucking press at all, right? Yeah. But because they're gonna do, they're gonna put a Pantera name on it. Now all of a sudden, everybody's fucking. You know, it's it's in everybody's mouth, right? Including ours. But my thing is like, okay, so Phil's been doing this. Obviously, Zach and fucking Charlie are not Dime and Vinny. So, what's the draw? Rex. 
I get yeah, the fuck right. out of here. I I always yeah. I used to I've, I've always enjoyed Rex Brown. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But I mean, come on. No one's fucking going there to see Rex Brown. And if you wanted to see Rex Brown on stage with Phil, you've already done it if you've seen Down a number of fucking times. Mm-hmm. And he, like I said, he's done it with the illegals. So I'm ju- I'm just real curious. Is it really just because they slapped the Pantera fucking name on it? I think it is. I mean, like, you know, we just gave all the instances in which that would be the opposite case or whatever, right? So it's it's gotta be. Yeah. It's it's it has to be. They signed with some big talent agency or something for this tour or something, some booking agent maybe. They was like there was a well, whole Well they should about it. because they don't I mean their names, but everybody has to do it, either do it themselves or have somebody else do it, right? Mm-hmm. You might as well I mean, if you're gonna do this you know what I mean? Like if, if you're going to bother to open yourself up to have just wild scrutiny from every angle, you better do it big. It doesn't even matter if you do it right. Just do it big. And let's be real. Mm-hmm. Most of the people in the fucking audience are going to be so fucking hammered. They're probably not even going to notice that it's Zach Wild up there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's that's going to be yeah. interesting. Uh, things I wonder what's the uh, support going to be like is it even going to be support is it going to be an evening with type deal well I think you that's get... how death does it right it's I just have no them. idea so so the two things at least in recent history um, and they might have just been one or two off shows or whatever you got death to all and then I think the other's living monstrosity and it's two different lineups yes and um, I know death to all is Max Phelps Doing the Chuck stuff, guitar and um, vocals. Gene on drums. I I think it's Steve DiGiorgio on on bass. Maybe maybe I I'd be curious. But then on guitar, it's I think whoever did lead on on symbolic, and then this other one's Terry Butler and some other dudes. You know, it's more school. of the old school. Yeah, but I don't know because I I know Death to All just did that whole run in in Europe. That's where Gene Hoagland's been this whole time. He more or less just got back. I'd be very curious. When they did it the the first time around, God, I wish I could have done that when they played Ramona. It was because it wasn't just those four guys. It was like they had Paul and, and Sean. Well, yeah, say, they had all these other guys. There, yeah, I was to say there was one where Masvidal was and Reinert were actually playing. Yeah, it was it was an actual rotating group of musicians. Like it was it was a crazy thing. Touring the US yeah. and obituary opened up. Like, that was, like, holy shit. Dude. Right, but see, that's a little bit different because at the time when they did that, I mean, it's you're, you're missing one guy. Mm-hmm. Granted, he's the main guy, but yeah. you're missing one guy. This is you're actually missing two guys out of a four-piece band. You're, you're missing half the fucking band. And, like, mm-hmm. it would be different if it was, like, Phil and Vinny or Phil and Dime. Probably not even Vinny. If it was Phil and Dime, it, it would be different. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, Phil and Rex, and again, it's nothing against Rex. It's just no one knows, no one gives a shit about the bass players, dude. Especially in this case, as much again as I do like Rex. Right. He was right. he was an accompanist. You know what I mean? Like he was straight up like a support. I mean, the bass one player. saving grace is most of the people that are Pantera fans have at least fucking heard Rex because a lot of times Dime didn't double, you know, the rhythm underneath his solos. Mm-hmm. So it literally was just Rex underneath that solo. So there's that. But I mean, yeah, dude, no one's going to fucking <laughs> you know, go see Rex Brown. Yep. You know, I mean, but whatever. I mean, that's the thing. And it's like, you know, if you don't like it, don't go. Yep. I'm not going to yep. go. 
Yep. Same. Like I said, I wouldn't pay to see fucking actual Pantera right now. Why would I fucking go see this? So, but it's not a big deal, right? It's just like, okay, whatever. But like, everybody's got some shit to say and it's fine. It, you know, people have shit to say because they care. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess in the sense of a, a social aspect, I mean, it is getting people talking about Pantera again without, you know, racial connotations or, you know, Stuff like that. And I'm not just talking about Phil Anselmo either. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, I guess it's different for us too, because literally in our fucking hometown, there's been a fucking dime bag show every year since the, since the year he died. Mm-hmm. It, it's just like, for me, it's just like, I can't get away from it. You know what I mean? Like it's, you know. Whatever. I, you know, if you want to go see it, go see it, man. And and have a fucking blast. Drink yeah. your fucking drinks and get down, get fucking crazy. You know yeah. what I mean? And like, and hopefully they do it huge. Yeah. You know, and then if you don't fucking like it, I mean, by all means, keep yapping. I mean, eventually people stop listening, but yeah, they have every right to fucking say what they want also. I mean... You know, yeah. that opinion counts as well. So what else uh, what, do you, what else you got for, uh, like, what's the other big news? Well, one reunion I am stoked on, even though I don't know how it's going to extend oh, past another this. another reunion? Yeah, yeah, God forbid. Oh, playing yeah, the Blue Ridge Rock right. Fest. Huge, huge lineup amongst other. It's just like that lineup in general is insane, and to see they're going to do that is awesome. Again, they I just announced uh, the other guitar player, correct? Yeah, it was. It's Nick Hippa. Yeah, they, I think they had somebody else lined up, and I don't believe. Obviously, it's not happening anymore. But yeah, it's going to be San Diego's own Nick or Nick Hippa, and um, I, I would be very curious to see how. I, maybe it's one of those because you remember Chimera had a huge, huge, huge reunion show, one and done night in December, however many years ago. And they just haven't done anything since. And if that's the way they want to choose to do that, right on. I just hope I, I just hope I get another chance to see God forbid, dude. They they are in my upper echelon of loved bands. Um, you got becoming the archetype. Just recently announced or announced a reunion. I, I I a lot of this band slipped by a lot of people, unfortunately, when they were still active. Awesome Christian. I don't know what you want to call it. They touched on a lot of things. Progressive metal death metal metalcore whatever like they they did a lot of stuff i don't even know who the reunited lineup is because as far as i know by the time they were done it was just one guy or whatever but awesome if you get a chance see them go check their back catalog really fun band uh breakups aside from other ones you know on every time i die did unfortunately call it quits in a very ugly public way earlier this year at the you know both sides are moving on. Keith doing his thing. The rest of those dudes have another band in the works. Everybody's having fun speculating on who the new singer is going to be. I know who I want it to be. We'll see if that comes out to be true. Well, who who do you want it to be? So some people are saying Josh from 68, who used to be in the Chariot, who was the original singer of Norma Jean. That would be cool. For this, already close friend of the band, Greg from Dillinger, man. I know he's doing Black Queen. He's doing his solo stuff. He's touring with Jerry Cantrell right now, and apparently Billy from Dillinger's The Drummer, I think is what somebody told me. Huh. But, like, yeah, he's already very, very, very in demand, let alone when Killer Be Killed starts doing more stuff. But, like, man can dream, right? <laughs> so sure. let's talk about some unfortunate deaths earlier this year. There's going through some of them. I was just like, oh, my God. God, I didn't realize half of these. I'm going to have to be refreshed on this. 
Yeah. So earlier the year, in the year, one of the former guitar players of Dark Tranquility died. Rest in peace. Oh, yeah. John Zazula. Yes. Founder of Megaforce Records, man who got Metallica their start. Well, not their start. That was kind of Brian Slagle. But, you know, he definitely got him put on the map. Gave him, gave him a fresh early run with, you know, kill them all, man, back in the day. John and Marsha Zazula. Marsha Zazula, yeah, unfortunately, tie, passed away. Yeah, big ties Anthrax as well. Yeah, exactly. And Megaforce is still going on today. Um, somebody just announced they're they're doing stuff with them. I can't remember who, but I heard that. I was like, okay, huh. that might be fun. I wish I could remember who, but yeah, man, big big R.I.P. Very important. You know, they were they were putting bands on the map when nobody else was in the early '80s, especially the Nawabin bands back when there was no outlet for any of that with podcasts or internet in general oh, or yeah. what have you, dude. Like. Huge, huge, huge! Thanks for the contributions. Yeah, they were a handful of. Uh, they were one of a handful of like just really small labels that were putting yeah. out stuff that no one, el- no one else was touching. Yep. So thanks for all the contributions. Started at Megaforce again years later. Whole slew of cool bands and still going on today. Obviously through somebody else's hands, but this one really caught me by surprise. Especially because it was the day the... I don't think it was the the Foo Fighters movie, but it was the soundtrack for the Foo Fighters movie, oh, which ripped. Yeah. yeah, if you haven't checked that out, check it out. It's awesome. It's it's Foo Fighters under some alias, and they're playing gnarly, thrashy metal, and it's sick. But unfortunately, yeah, that same day, is big rest in peace, Taylor Hawkins, man. Only 50 years old. Yeah, that big one was a big bummer. one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's... Definitely still too early to even start talking about what's going to happen with those guys. So I wish them all the best regardless. Thanks for all yeah, the contributions, sure. Taylor Hawkins. Something a little closer to home. Gabe Serbian, drummer of The Locust. Oh, yeah. Original singer of Dead Cross. Tons of bands. He was the original. He was two different things in, in the original incarnation of Cattle. I don't remember. He was, I think he might have been in the guitar player ladder or something. I don't know. They, the whole... Did you ever meet situation him? Of, did you ever, like, did no. you know? Yeah, same. I, I unfortunately didn't. Like, there's that whole wave of dudes, that whole storied history of San Diego musicians. Always loved Unbroken, never knew any of those guys. Um, somewhat similar circles, any of the Justin Pearson stuff, 3-1-G, Locust Swing Kids, uh, Holy Molar, any of, you know, billions of bands. I love them all. I love all the records he puts out. Massively important vocal musician. And I say local, I just because he's from San Diego. Like this right. shit's worldwide. If I'm not mistaken, Napalm was going to open for Locust when that tour was supposed to happen. God, I wish that would have still happened. But anyways, but yeah, dude. At the same in the same breath, Gabe Serbian, massive contributor on on so many fronts. the The first time Dead Cross ever played was at the Casbah, and it was because Dave Lombardo's old band split up or he left them or whatever and they needed to form a bit new band on the start so they played the same song twice in the set i remember because they just didn't have enough material yet dude but it's crazy you got one side that's the way to do it yeah you got justin pearson on one side you got the guitar player on the other you got dave lombardo i made sure i got my face right in front of dave lombardo's kicks because i wanted to see it happen in real time and i could feel the weight of every kick it was epic and you had gabe serbian who had, if I'm not mistaken, had all the lyrics on, you know, tore out note ba- or, uh, notebook pages right in front of the stage, and he was going apeshit, dude. Um, he stepped back, Mike Patton took over, and then they played at the North Park Observatory. Brett and I saw a friend of the show, Brett. 
And so they did a thing where they played the same song twice. It was Mike Patton's version, and then they had Gabe come out and do his version, and the place went nuts. Like, that's what got the shit moving. Nice. Yeah, man. And, um, yeah, Locust had more stuff lined up, and unfortunately he passed away. There is a GoFundMe for his funeral expenses, so if that sounds like something you'd be willing to contribute, please look it up. Just Google. I'm sure it's Gabe Serban Memorial Fund. There's one more big one, but I want to give one mention to Guillaume from Nemec and One Way Mirror. That really came out of nowhere. Big R.I.P. Nemec's one of my favorite bands. It's just lots of shocking ones this year. So, rest in peace, Guillaume. The big one that I'm still just like, holy shit. Big R.I.P. to Trevor from Black Dahlia, man. Yes. I was wrecked for a week. That, That night... I just found myself kind of meandering, and I, and I, the first band I ever saw at Epicenter, which has been closed down for seven years now, uh, was Black Dahlia. Even though all I got to see was the end of Blackest Incarnation or whatever, because the line was so poorly mismanaged, and so I missed remembering Never Altogether. But yeah, I was. It just happened to be. I just happened to be there, and I just got out because I, you know, driving through Mira Mesa Boulevard all the time. It's just been sitting there. And you just, up. Oh, that's where I used to go see shows. And this was the first night I was doing a little reflecting and I just walked over there. And I just went up to the entrance for the first time in seven years. I didn't know it's bolted up. You can't really see it from the road. But just thinking about, yeah, man, Trevor came down from the stage right after he was done and just walked through the crowd and said hi to everybody. It was legit as hell, man. I'm sure there's an episode just about him alone to be had in the future. So I'll just wrap it up here by saying thanks for all the contributions you made. Again, if you need some help, go seek it out. Don't hold it in. I know the um, the suicide hotline number just changed in America, so I can't give it out right now. But yeah, isn't there help, the thing that's it. like super easy for mental health emergencies? Right, nine eight eight. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. There you go. Yeah. See, that defeats the whole purpose of trying to figure out what it was if it was that easy. But yeah, yeah Trevor no, was fucking gnarly, dude. Like a lot of people don't, you know, they may not fucking know that he was like a huge champion of metal, like. Mm-hmm. He was really big on like bringing underground me- like artists to metalheads while also trying to get fringe metalheads into like to become non-fringe metalheads. And I mean, he really turned a lot of people onto a lot of different bands. And yeah, that was what was so cool because for a long time, man, I remember seeing interviews and it became really cool, and I'm not even talking in the new metal era. It just it became really cool to be in a metal band and say, you know, oh, well, I don't even listen to metal. Yep, yep, it, it, for sure. And I'm not saying that there's. I mean, there's plenty of people who play in metal bands that don't really listen to metal. In fact, it makes a lot of fucking sense. I mean, it's hard to come yeah. up with something like that's your own if you're constantly listening to your peers, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. Everything the- everything influences everybody. And the whole thing about just like, yeah, dude, we're on the road 300 days a year and like yeah. we just want to hear something. It absolutely makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I want to hear literally anything other than fucking metal. Like, I get that. But like, there are, there was, there's this, there was this other level of it where it was like presented very uh, snidely. Is that a word? Yeah, no, I, 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 mean, I, you know, I get all, what you're saying. Yeah. All words are made up, but like, yes. It was snarky. They were, they're yeah. very snarky about it. Like, real. I'm better. Be, I'm better than everybody else in metal because I don't listen to metal. And it's like, well, I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, whatever. Mm-hmm. So it was. It was kind of weird, and and it was cool because he was never like that. 
Yeah, it was in inspiring. Fact, he was the fucking opposite of that. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? He was like us and other podcasters like times 10. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like he was, we're all on the mountain fucking screaming for metal, but he, this motherfucker had the biggest megaphone of all, right? I mean, absolutely. He was just like that, dude. And it was, it's so cool. And I mean, I really think like, now I know uh, Alexander from Undeath is going to be kind of taking up his old column. I don't think it's, it's not going to be called the obituarist, but he's oh, going to okay. be doing something similar, I think. With I had no idea metal injection or metal so I uh, I can't remember what it is but I think he's going to be doing like a monthly thing like Trevor did okay and that's what we need we need another person to step in at least one if if in fact you probably can't do it with one so you we probably need like two or three to like step into that role of who's gonna fucking bring these underground artists to the forefront and show them to everybody. Yeah, huge, and, and, huge shoes to And fill. more so than just, like, us and, like, Bangers and Mosh and K-Man riffs and fucking, you know, these Kempires and all these, quote-unquote, Taste Mc... Greg Canelty's another one. Mm-hmm. All the publications, Injection, Metal Sucks, Loudwire. Like, it's it's going to take all of us to, you know, it to bring it forward. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and, and in particular, the underground stuff. And that's the thing. You have publications, but I mean, Loudwire and like Metal Injection and and things like that. I mean, they kind of really don't have, I mean, because they're paying people to do this. I mean, and it's like you, they're at that point where it's like they have to cover certain bands. Yeah. They may not have the funds or resources to have somebody dedicated to, you know, checking out the fucking underground or whatever, like Trevor did for them. So it's going to take, it's going to take more people. So I'll say right now, like, I mean, you know, in the absence of Trevor, like, I, if you think a fucking band is awesome, and it doesn't have to be the groundbreaking shit, you just think it's fucking cool. Fucking tell everybody about it. It doesn't matter if they, it doesn't matter if they actually listen to it or not. It doesn't matter, like, whatever, but start telling people because then other people see you telling people, they start telling their people. And I'm also, you know what, man? It's not even just fucking metal. Let's just fucking get it going all the way goddamn around. Mm-hmm. Everybody, if you like a particular artist or a particular album or a particular song, like, tell people, you know, like tell everybody all the while, if you're fucking dealing with some shit upstairs in your head, fucking tell somebody. Mm-hmm. And I know it sucks because I had to do it. I, you know, I, in, in fact, I had to use my dad as a therapist for a little while because I couldn't afford to keep going to a regular therapist. But sometimes that's really all it is. So you could you could find out. You could start off, and I mean, there's these cool things. I mean, obviously we're not sponsored by them, but I hear them all the time on podcasts. That BetterHelp. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean that that's literally phone call. You know, like to a therapist and stuff. And I mean, it's from everything I've heard, man. I mean, not just the ads, but I mean, I've looked into it. It's not super expensive, but sometimes you just need a wall. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just need a wall to ask you questions, right? You don't necessarily need anybody to fix you. You just got to get the shit out. And it is different than talking to a wall because it can talk back and it does listen. And sometimes it can coax different questions so that you can vent out things you don't even know you need to vent out. But all those things help. All yep. those things help. Dude, life's a fucking bitch. As we all know from the last, like, what, four years? I mean, honestly, I could go back maybe 36 years. Yeah, for sure. Maybe longer than that. But, I mean, really fucking crazy in the last, like, two to three years. Mm -hmm. 
life's a bitch, dude. So like you you know get the help you can, and let me tell you something like drugs and alcohol probably not the best solution. Not trying to bring the fucking room down, but <laughs> good, it's let's good get, to be aware. <laughs> let's get yeah. do. Is there another? That, there's tons you could look I up. Mean, Those Marius, were the ones that caught Marius, my eye. Lewandowski. I mean, I never. Oh even yeah, s- yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, I mean, I've seen his art, but I didn't know it was his art. Yeah. But I always liked his art. I mean, the second I saw, I think it was the first album. I don't remember the out name of the album, but it was the first one from Fuming Mouth. Right. Yeah. That was, and I don't remember which album it was, but like that one was the first one I saw, and I was like, "God damn, that's awesome!" But the one that really fucking got me, that really super noticed, was the fucking Bell Witch one. Yep. Same. Then I saw the full picture, and I was like, "Jesus fucking Christ, that rules!" Then I I started looking into it and started finding out all these other ones: Abigail Williams, Lorna Shore, Mm -hmm. like uh, you know. Tons of them. You see that Lorna Shore one everywhere. Oh, dude. yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, you you start seeing these, and I'm just like, okay, like, now like now I get it. It's it's like when I first discovered, like, Cameron Gray. You know, it was it was really specific to Born of Osiris, but then I start looking into some of his other stuff, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So I have seen some of this stuff elsewhere, not even just album covers. Mm-hmm. You know, but, um, and I don't know what the circumstances of his death was, but, like, uh... I know he looked a lot. I mean, I thought he was a lot older than that. Like, I saw the picture that everybody's posting with him holding up the fucking painting or whatever. Mm-hmm. I thought he was, like, way older than what he was. I think because he, he was only, like, in his upper 50s, 60s? 60s, I think, yeah. Yeah, that's not very old, man. No, not at all. Um, everybody, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Rest in peace to those we lost. Continue on their legacy in the best way you can. Let's get into some music, yeah. Yeah. So, first one that caught my attention this year, and I've loved this band since the beginning, so it's not a huge surprise, but Fit for an Autopsy, Oh What the Future Holds. Okay, at the same exact time, I think, or maybe it was a week before that, mm-hmm. the one that I was waiting for fucking since last year, like the big one for me that was going to be this year, New Shadow of Intent. Okay, yeah, I, I saw I that was, was in there too. I think it was right around the same time. I, th- yeah, I think it, they were both within, if not the same week, it was within a couple weeks. Yeah, it was very close from what I recall seeing. Yeah, it's just like, I, I'm bummed I missed Fit on this last headline run they did. It's awesome to see them doing things they're, that are doing. They're, they sold out most of the shows on that headline run. They're killing it in Australia right now. It's it's only good to see them getting such upward mobility, dude. It's fucking awesome. Continued success and power to them. Uh, there was a new Under Oath that came out. I haven't heard that yet. Back to the Fit for an Autopsy. Did you see, like, uh, I think it was Mark Morton? I'm pretty sure that's who he was talking about. But he had said, like, bands, please stop ripping off Gojira. There's there's a song on that Fit for an Autopsy song, that album, that is, it's... <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's just- the epitome of why I've never really gotten into that band. Don't get me wrong. They're fine. But they, to me, dude, they've never had their own sound. It's definitely been an adaptive sound over the years. It's it was weird. Like- they've always sounded like someone else. They either sounded like Thy Art is Murder, which, don't get me wrong, plenty of other bands did as well. That's going to come back. But yeah. also, this album, you know, they kind of changed it up. But then it's like, 
they sound like Gojira in a lot of places. So every One, album's been another step. Deathcore has just kind of been like the vessel that they started in to like kind of get things going. Tons of Isis in the very beginning. They always were called like post-Deathcore because of that whole post-metal vibe. Then they added Meshuggah. Then on this last one, they added a lot of Gothenburg stuff. And I think the way they integrated it was really cool. Tons, and I'm sure Gojira was already in there, but just like definitely lots of Gojira-isms. But at the same time, that could be pointed a lot of other different directions too. James from Tesseract is like, okay, dude, everybody needs to chill on the pick scrapes. That's becoming a thing now. Just like Gent was becoming a thing a decade ago. You know what I mean? Like... Every, everybody's on to the thing now, you know, and there's tons of other bands you could point fingers well, at. Well, it's, it's, I mean, dude, especially that I don't know what, I, I don't remember what song it is, but man, it's, it's everything. Yeah, for sure. And this isn't like, oh, well, they got this guitar part from like Gojira, like a Gojira thing. And I'm not the guy that's like, oh, they're fucking ripping them off. No, I mean, but clearly they're fucking, you know, influenced or they're showing influence of Gojira. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a bad thing. I, it's just a bad thing f- for them in particular f- to me. And it's not a bad thing. It's like, oh, I fucking don't like this band. It's just a bad thing in the sense that I might not listen to them a whole hell of a lot. Because even from day one, they've never... I feel like I've never heard what Fit for an Autopsy sounds like. Because for sure. they've always sounded like someone else. And they're not the only band that's, that's like that. Don't get me wrong. Just yeah, I I got it. I I think they're just an awesome band at what they do. I love Will Putney. You know, I love that each time they change a little more. I loved Nate Johnson back in the day. Still do. Joe's awesome too. I love that he's now the does because you remember? uh, I think it was a couple months back. Who was it? Randy got COVID, and so like the first night it was to fill in for Lamb of God. They got it was uh, Matt from Trivium. It was. Anders from In Flames, and they flew out Mark Hunter from Chimera to do a couple songs. And then he was still sick. So for the next show, they got Joe to fly out to do the whole set for Lamb of God. And they liked what he did so much that now he is the official designated fill-in for Randy anytime he gets sick. So fucking good on him. Yeah, and then now they're opening for Lamb of God and Killswitch on that upcoming tour later this year. Uh, did you see Job for I, Cowboys back? Yeah, that's been uh well I haven't seen anything new. I know that's been a thing for a while that they, they just were got supposed done, to They just got done recording all their bass tracks, so Okay. It's all right, really yeah. fucking happening now. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah, how many false starts and whatnot, right? Just uh, I I good. I think Naveen's supposed to be drumming for that album, maybe. He's gonna come up again soon, so like good for Naveen for getting around. Anyways, moving forward, I think it was a a month or not a month, a week or two after that Fit album dropped. It's Comeback Kid, dude, the newest album, Heavy Steps. They're my favorite straight up hardcore band of all time. And even then, like, I love what they do now, where like every song's a different genre of hardcore. Their adaptability and their their overall sound, dude. Their live shows are amazing. And this time around, they got Will Putney to do the mix, so they have this cool. Extra metallic scene than usual on there. Awesome collection of songs. Cannot wait to see it live. I was so bummed I was sick when they played here last uh, December at Soda Bar. And Andrew says that show was complete chaos. And it made some of that show made it into their video, the last the last video. Yeah, man. I, I think this new album is the first one of theirs I've ever heard. 
Really? I mean, that's a hell of an introduction right there. Yeah, I just never really listened to him. I've seen him around like quite a bit. My son, the reason I checked it out was because my son was like, sends me a picture of this vinyl of that newest album. And he's like, how, is, how have I never heard this before? And I'm like, oh, like I totally thought you had. Hmm. So I decided, well, I was like, well, shit. Like, I mean, I've never really heard him either. So I decided to fucking listen to it. Uh, pretty cool album. Mm-hmm. They, uh, it's, it's interesting ever since they got on to, it's not like they like, the thing is a lot of people stopped after the second album because their singer quit and the rhythm guitar player or not rhythm, but one of the guitar players who was doing backup vocals stepped up to the, you know, the front man position. And it's funny. He started comeback kid as a side project so he could play guitar because he was a front person in figure four with the other guitar player, Jeremy. So this was actually a side project that ended up becoming way bigger than the regular band. But yeah, uh, Scott, the original singer, quit after the second album, and a lot of people kind of stopped checking out the new stuff after that, and they only wanted to hear the stuff from the first couple albums, and I like everything. Not everything, but I like a lot of the stuff that came after that even more. But it seems like more people are paying attention now with these new records out on Nuclear Blast. And anybody that hadn't heard them before, it seems like they're picking up new fans, too. So it's cool to see that momentum going again. Well, dude, if you don't think that promotion helps, you're dumb. It makes a massive, massive difference. Still, even to this day, it always will. Mm -hmm. If you promote something, the better you can promote something, the bigger it's going to be, bottom line. I mean, I know there's all these different ways that we could do it ourselves nowadays, and that's fine, but... You'll never be able to beat a promotion machine like a big record label. Mm-hmm. I mean, not especially because before that they were on victory. <clears throat> right. Anyways, um, Tony Martin, the last Black Sabbath singer before Ozzy came back in the late '90s, has a solo album out. I'll check that out. I liked him. Uh, were you ever a fan of the last Ten Seconds of Life? Uh, not really. But like, I mean, I listened to him. I saw him live, and the, but they didn't have a singer when I saw him live. Or, really? Or they didn't have one, or the guy couldn't make it. I can't remember what it was. Um, okay. I I, I want to say that was like right before COVID hit. Um, okay. I can't remember. I th- I think it was at that ingested show that I went to. It was like right before COVID hit. Right. Okay. They're definitely. I mean, they're cool. I mean, they're fucking heavy as fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? So they did that. Uh, they just put out their last album. I think maybe on Unique Leader. They then right after they they. They were direct support for Cattle Decapitation on that last Cattle headliner. Yeah. And then as soon as they got back, everybody except the guitar player split. <laughs> so I wonder I wonder what the deal with that band is. Everybody hates the guitar player. Apparently. They did the, 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 the coward way of firing somebody. Everybody just quits. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, 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 don't, I don't know enough about that whole situation. <laughs> just like, what? Wow. I can't right? say. I'm, I'm just... I'm just making a fucking joke. But, mm. like, no, I, I don't know if that's what the case was. But, yeah, total fucking bummer, dude. Because, like, I oh. mean, they're a pretty cool band. Um, one I would like to say early on, early this year, too, is uh, a new Worm Shepherd album. And it fucking rules, dude. I, I keep right hearing good off. things. Man, if you like Black and Death Metal or Black and Death Core, I guess. I mean, fucking, dude, Worm Shepherd. Fuck, it's so fucking cool, dude. Gnarly. I feel like there's so many fucking bands with Worm in their name now that it's hard to keep track. There's so many bands. It just another just, one that's going to come like, up just later. Just stop there. There's just so many bands. 
There are, but like, how many fucking bands have Worm in their name that just come out in the last five years or something now? Like, it, like it's a thing. Probably the same as much that have Vomit in their name. And oh, it, shit. I mean, okay, that's dude, coming it's, up, too. It's, it's like, there's only so many words that fit a certain aesthetic. Yeah, I just, that you know, seemed like, to be a very particular that's one. That's kind which of the problem. Also- it's, it's the same problem I've noticed, like, I've noticed with, uh, like, Hardcore. Like all the hardcore yeah. bands kind of have the same kind of name, mm-hmm. but that's because if it's not that, it doesn't fit the aesthetic. And yeah, I say what you want, but the band name matter. It does matter to some degree. It I, does, but like that's why I appreciate the ones that stand out a little more for that reason, dude. And I can't tell what fucking right. Worm but then band you have some fucking band that has like some weird ass name that no one can fucking pronounce. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like yeah, to Zampotley. Yeah, yeah. Zampotley. I, I, yeah, I don't even know how to say it. But you have, yeah, shout if, out if, to Zampotley, by the that's way. That's a pretty easy one. And you do sh- major shout out to that fucking album. God yep. damn it. Yep. That fucking album. Big Brian's killing it, dude. But they like, just had their first rehearsal. That's today. A, you know, that's a relatively easy one. I mean, but you end up with, with even though it looks unique, it doesn't sound like what you're doing. So I had this problem with Difficult Henry. We played stuff that sounded like Lamb of God, but the name Difficult Henry sounds like a punk band. A little bit. And I had to answer... It, well, it certainly doesn't sound like a fucking metal band. Yeah. And I mean, I had to answer questions all the fucking time. <laughs> so, quick story. First time I ever met good buddy Colin... Sound guy for Elysian and Cattle Decapitation. Right. Does an awesome job at Brick as well. Yeah, no that First fellow. time I meet him is uh, the Jumping Turtle, rest in big piece. Now it's an actual dirt pile. Yeah. I, which I saw coming back from your house a, f- a few months ago. I was like, oh, they finally got rid of it. Wow. Yeah, I just noticed Anyways, it a few days ago. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know how long ago. I, well, so there's a time frame this could have been because this band's no longer around. But friend of the show, Bohart, was in a uh, pop punk band called I Am The Conqueror, and Colin came up getting ready to do sound for him, going, oh, I Am The Conqueror, so you're metal, huh? And he's like, eh, no. (laughs) Yeah, and I guess there's some story about where that name even comes from, but, like, you know, Job For A Cowboy when they first came out. You know what I mean? Like, nobody knew what the fuck to make of that. Right, but there's also stuff like, and you will know us by the Trail of the Dead, right? Where it's just like, okay, dude, like, whoa. Yeah. So you don't want to be too misleading, but yo, know, yeah. I mean, there's only so many fucking words, and there's a million fucking bands coming out. Like it's like, even for my shit. Like I mean, I was surprised Lake of Maggots wasn't already taking or taken. Like I was. Yeah, I those was are the pleasant really surprises. Surprised. The the thing I did earlier with chair throwers, dude. We went through so many fucking names just because all these other ones we were holding on to ended up getting taken. Um. Yeah, so yeah everybody go listen to Chair Throwers in our in our cover of Static X's Push It. Thanks again for hooking it up, uh, Sean. Everybody hit up Clarity Needs for all your recording necessities. Speaking of new metal, Korn apparently had a new album out this year. Really? And I've heard pretty good things about it. I haven't heard it yet. I still need to go back and check more out of the uh, the last one, which I was like, oh, this is interesting. I just there was so much else going on, you know. So apparently, I had to go check out new Korn. Rolla Tomasi's new album. I like the one song I heard. I got to go hear the rest of the thing. Uh, speaking of UK bands, dude, Venom Prison, Erebos. Fuck yes. I'm so telling good. everybody right now, this will be in my top 10. 
Yeah. At the Fucking end of the fantastic year. fantastic band. Fucking um, rules, dude. God. Yeah. Larissa's do, doing the mother thing right now. Uh, so they had to cancel all their touring plans and completely understandable. In the meantime, the rest of the band's already writing again. So more is more. And I'm stoked. Good times ahead. Um, Napalm has a endless glut of, you know, extra stuff left over from other sessions. And I'm all for it because that just means more Napalm. Put out an EP called Resentment is Always Seismic, A Final Throw with Throws. Got some leftover songs from the album. You got a Bad Brains cover, dude. Like, <laughs> Napalm doing Bad Brains made all the sense in the world, and it turned out sick. Uh, you got a Voivod album that I still have to hear, New Zealand Arter. How about that Immolation? We've talked in the past about, like... I'm listening to it right now. <laughs> oh, there you go. I, uh... It's interesting, man, because like they've always been influential. I always gave them all the respect in the world. I hear it, and I was like, okay. It's just one of those bands. It's like Vader. I think we've talked about Krizian in the past. It's just like, yeah, they've always... It's all those bands that for a long time I thought was boring because they weren't tech enough. They were just normal death metal that for some reason I talked about in an episode that probably isn't going to come out. We'll probably try and redo it at some point. But I did talk about how I got to this point where, like, all the only like I didn't consider it death metal unless it was like super technical. I, I just, it's just like I just spaced off normal death metal. Now, mm-hmm. granted, these are guys aren't normal death metal in the sense of like bolt thrower, right? But I mean, they were one of those ones. Like, I mean, I think I talked about the death folks where it was like, oh yeah, you know, like you know Ross Dolan, like he just he's so boring, he just does the same thing, and then it's like. You start listening to him, you listen to the guy from Incantation, you start listening to those guys, and you're like, wait a minute, no. These guys are way fucking cool. Mm-hmm. I think what it was was at times, they had one album that I really, really liked. It's got like a fucking statue guy, like a guy sitting yeah. down statue thing. I actually, right, I mean, yeah. I really love that one. And I really love like the first one. I, it's, it's like the angels are being attacked by demons. Mm-hmm. The one on Roadrunner? Right, yeah. I think. Obviously that one, because I mean, that was like way back in the day I was first getting in death metal. I was like, all right, cool. But it's like, again, it was just like, as it went on, it was just like, no, I need something else. I need something else. I need something else. And you start paying attention to all the things around the thing. And it wasn't until this album came out that all of a sudden I was like, whoa, okay, we're going to stop and listen to this. And I mean, fuck, dude, it is a fucking banger of an album, dude. It's one of their best albums. It's... yeah. Awesome, dude. It's cool to see them people popping off for them like they have been, you know. Just like, was it Asphyx the year before? Everybody all of a sudden became big Asphyx fans. Well, it's like, funny, like, good on because there was a lot of talk on Twitter about that. Like, what, you know, like, what is it about these guys? Because there's people that were listening to it for the first time, and it was like, you know, they don't understand why, you know, like, okay, like, why is this such a big deal? You know, and I'm like, okay, I mean, well, there's, this is a legacy band, so you're going to have people that have been fans of those bands. So, I mean, you don't do this shit for this long if you have no fans. You right. just don't. Yeah. Especially in the t- in the day and age when these guys were doing it, where you actually had to sell units to keep your career going. Mm-hmm. You didn't have a fucking SoundCloud option. You didn't have a YouTube option. There w- that didn't exist. So you had to have fans. And they do. And then and then you throw on the fact that, like, for them, it's one of their better outputs. And then you have a lot of people that 
Strangely, you have a lot of people now that are finding that are getting into death metal or they're pretty new into death metal and they're going back through and they're looking at a lot of the older stuff and they're finding that they really like it. Maybe they like it more than the modern sounding stuff, whatever. Like there's all kinds of stuff happening right now that like a legacy band, literally any of them, I'm talking carcass at the gates bleeding through. Fuck. There was another one this year. I just can't remember who the fuck it was, but like, you're having this kind of like, it's not even a backlash. You're, you're, what you're finding is I keep trying to tell people everything's on the table. Yeah. There is no more one thing. There is no more. This is a hot thing. If everybody says like, Oh, well the fucking, if you were like nineties, you had fucking gangster rap, you had new metal, but you also had grunge in there. But like, the 80s was fucking, you know, 80s pop and fucking, you know, glam rock, thrash metal. Like, the 2020s? Maybe a little bit before that. But, like, mm-hmm. dude, you have the buffet. Have it's, your cake, eat it too, do whatever, whatever else you want with it. just the buffet. Literally everything is fucking in it right now. So, like, you have people that are fucking getting, you know, like, the immolation thing, and it's like, oh, like, I don't, I don't get what's the big deal about this band. And it's like, well, right, because you're hearing them right now for the first time, and you've, you're probably like me. You've heard Cryptopsy, right? You've heard Job for a Cowboy. You've heard, you know, fucking Decrepit Birth, or you've heard Rings of Saturn, or you've, you, like, you've heard all this really, like, uh, flashy, kind of over-the-top stuff, right? And then you listen to just meat and potatoes death metal. I, I, I could see that happening to somebody with Vader, right? right Listening yeah. to a Vader album and just going like, wait, what, why do people like this? It's, it's just meat and potatoes death metal. And it's like, and if you're not used to that, it can sound a little bit boring. But I, like I said, I used to be there and fucking dude, like I love Acts of God, the album. Uh, I mean, it's it's... A fucking fantastic album, dude. It's fucking cool to see it that hitting it like as hard as they have been recently and people really connecting, dude. Like old school, man. Go figure. Uh let's talk about new school. Elysian. Damnum. I'm not sure how you pronounce that, but yeah, the new album kicks ass. It's awesome. Very stoked I'm not a huge yeah. fan of theirs. This was the first album of theirs I think I really liked all the way through. I wanna The I, whole thing off, I yeah, think is so. awesome. I think this I be, I don't listen to him probably enough to remember most of the other albums, but this one I did listen to it multiple times all the way through and was really, I really, really enjoy that album every time I listen to it. Yeah, nothing but good things about that one. And I mean, you know, it helps we know someone in the band, which brings me to my next one I would, I I thought I would bring up is, uh, Theosis. Yes. So this is hometown boys, dude. Yeah, man. This is this is our fucking dudes. They put out what I would consider like on par with Revocation, on par with Black Dahlia Murder. Mm-hmm. As far as absolutely as far as melodic death metal. Little bit of uh I mean it it's it's really melodic. Yeah, very Almost to the point, like almost like children of Bodom, shreddy melodic, right? It's yeah, it's definitely. that level. Yep. But then that like, was a hell of 
Oh, I was just going to say, that was a hell of a weekend, dude, because the day before was the new metal compilation came out. Wow, that's what they called Music Volume 1 from Clarity Studios. Sean Tolly, good buddy, recording the whole thing. That Friday, the next day was the Theosis album that he also did. Like, fucking huge weekend for him. And it's just, and I know Zach and all those guys worked harder than a motherfucker on that album, and so did Sean. So to see it come out as awesome as it did was fantastic. And I had no doubt, Sean's sick. I tell everybody, dude, every, I don't care what band it is, man. Everybody's local to somewhere. You know, everybody's local to somewhere. And everybody started somewhere. Everybody started as just a local band. When I heard this one, I was like, Jesus, I was so fucking impressed because it was like, man, people I actually fucking know and am friends with managed to write this shit and had the resources to record record it this well. Yeah. The fucking album sounds titties, dude. Like, it's so good, man. Yeah, big ups to Sean, dude. Oh, man, it's awesome. Fucking so everybody go check out that Theosis if you haven't. Stoked for our friends. Oh yeah, dude. Yep. Keeping it deathy. Uh did you check out that Corpse Grinder solo album? A little bit. Yeah, it's fun. This is it's the same with Cannibal Corpse in general. You know, if if I'm not in the mood, it's just like, okay, one or two songs. But that's the cool thing about Cannibal Corpse. That's the cool thing about George Fisher. That's the cool thing mm-hmm. about uh I mean, I guess probably I guess the way we consume music now is like you know, I don't have to fucking listen to a whole album. I don't have to fucking, uh, what do you call it, like, sit in front <laughs> you fucking rewind and fast forward trying to find the start of a song. I can literally put on a song and listen to it if I'm in the mood for it. And, I mean, I've listened to a few of them. I thought it was pretty cool. I think he should do more of those. Yeah, for sure. Like, why it's not? How, it's, it's funny. Like, some of the stuff sounds very, very deathy. And then some of it sounds like exactly what it is, which is what if Jamie Josta wrote a fucking album <laughs> yeah, for dude. Corpse Grinder. And then you got a lot of in between, too. So it's awesome. Oh, yeah. Have your cake, eat it, too, and do whatever else you want with it. Yeah, some good um, shit. Did you try the new Crowbar? Absolutely. I'm listening to that right now. There you go. Uh, how did you feel? I love it. But you love it? Okay. I mean, you, I mean, dude, it's Crowbar. They could put out it, anything. I'm going to be cool with it. Yeah, yeah, I just liked it. I didn't love it, but like, yeah, like you said, man, it's crowbar. Uh, Vein FM, have you tried the new Vein? No, it's fucking pissed, just like the last one was. <laughs> I, I bet I, they've added some new elements. They have an actual honest to god DJ in the band now. I've been having a hard time following anything. I don't know what you call it because it's not. They're not really a hardcore band. Yeah, I mean, not in the traditional sense, right? But they're it's, kind of from that area i guess i I have a hard time following a lot of that stuff because i've somehow managed to find myself like fucking you know chin deep in fucking death metal world so Mm -hmm. it is a little bit hard to to follow uh some of you know and you know and keep up like that's that's what it's not following It's 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 hard to keep up i mean yeah I will say this. This year, I'm not as on top of it as I was last year. And a lot of the reason why is because I'm still listening to albums that were fucking killing, you know, from last year. (laughs) Yeah, same, same. And I mean, like, it seems like, granted, I'm saying all these things right now. I still feel like there was more last year. You know what I mean? I I think there was. And I, I think the reason why is because more bands can tour this year. Right. The whole dynamic is so different. Like, again, like last year was 
we have nothing to do, so we're just unkinking a fire hose and we're going to put shit out, right? Things are sort of kind of stabilizing. You know, I talk about all the Twitch dudes. A lot of them aren't on right now because they're either touring or they're in the studio or doing session work or whatever else, you know? Like, things are a little different this year, but we're still getting a pretty steady output. You know, it's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, are you ever a big Animals as Leaders guy? Eh, kind of. I, I go through instrumental phases where I just you know, don't want to hear any fucking vocals at all. Yeah, no, for sure, for you sure. You know, but not as often as I used to. I can't. I, so I used to listen to that stuff when I'd sleep, and I can't with Animals as Leaders. It's too... Um, it's too herky-jerky. It's too jazzy. It's It's... Too many loud crescendos, mm-hmm. you know, too many soft parts that, you know, and then boom, he hit a little with the loud part. It's it's just too dynamic for me to listen to now. So I don't right. listen to it as often as I used to. Mm-hmm. I like this new album a lot. I can't pronounce the fucking name, so I'm not going to try. Hey, speaking um, of dudes we know, Nervo Chaos. Have you listened to that? Nervo Chaos. I mean, I listened I to him, so. the album before this, but dude, Nervo Chaos are dude Brian Stone doing vocals. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I can never remember the name of that band. Dude, That's they the fucking, I mean, their last album was fucking cool. This album, Raise the Bar. Very good. Check it out. Um, another thing I want to bring up, because you mentioned Zeal and Arter, Hangman's Chair. Have you listened to it? Heard the name. Oh, seen it recommended dude. a lot. Still got to get to it. Fucking, I mean, it's going to be high on my album of the year list as well. I just can't even stop listening to it. It's it's a situation where it's kind of like that uh, stoner, but not fuzzy stoner, doom, but not like regal. <laughs> if, yeah, if that no, makes I got sense, you. yeah, 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 absolutely. It's almost like it's it, it reminds me of something like crowbar ish, sludgy, you know, a little bit grungy at times, but like no, like hardly any. If if there's any screaming, they're mixed way back. I mean, but like. Somehow I've managed to... In fact, I'm going to bring up a few albums right now that are kind of in this lighter metal slash rock, psychedelic slash stoner, sludge, alternative, whatever. But dude, Hangman's Chair fucking took me... I've never heard of this band. I don't even know why I fucking listened to it. The first time, I don't know why I put it on. It, it just for some reason I decided to put it on, and I'm so glad I did because I was like, Jesus Christ, this fucking rules. But like, mm-hmm. also, New Cult of Luna, fucking I need to get awesome to that too. Yeah, there's this band called uh, Dawn Rider, interesting, which name. was really fucking cool. Um, more of like a rock, and this is all stuff. I mean, the, the weird thing about this stuff, man, is like it's all stuff like either a lot of it's like i mean i've always been into that sort of thing you know even with like the king buffalo thing but like a lot of times man i have a these bands come out but i have such a hard time with the vocals so Mm. a lot of it really is like i just like the singer the way the singer sounds because the music can be played by anybody and it's going to rule this other one rabid dogs great name (laughs) uh same kind of thing another one druid lord now that one has a little more aggressive vocals but i mean it's Pretty much what it sounds like. Drew, you know, I Drew was just going to say, tells you what you needed to know, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's why I'm saying like that sometimes the name matters. Another one is Haze Maze, which is another one that's pretty self-explanatory, a little bit yeah. droney. I've seen you that know? name. Yeah. But uh, awesome album. That one might be fairly high in my fucking list. I'm not entirely sure. I've got a pretty solid three right now, but I'm not sure on the other ones. Another one's Convent with a K. I've heard that name. 
granted, it's a little on the heavier side. It's almost, it's like that. Speaking of Amon Ra, have you listened to Absent in Body? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that album. is trippy as fuck. Dude, I was driving back from the desert, dude. I was driving. <laughs> That's got to be so weird. <laughs> I wow. Was, I was driving back from the desert, and I'm like, fuck it, I'll put it on, right? So I'm hit. I'm on like 395, like fairly close to Death Valley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> dude, I turned it off. Yeah, that's that's a weird combination, dude. Like, I feel like certain things. I started feeling weird. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I was like, dude, I'm turning this shit off. Dude. Yeah, that's gotta be. That's gotta do something to you, man. I was like, like, I can't, I can't hang right now. So I didn't turn it back on until I hit San Bernardino. Yeah, fair <laughs> but, enough. But another one, Somali Yacht Club just put out a new album. Fucking great. Great uh, band, and there was one other big one. I'm trying to find it in my fucking list. I, I'm, I'm having a hard time finding it, but there's another one. Isarian. Mm, maybe another if I saw it spelled. I and then uh, it's almost like Sauron, but it's Saurian. So S A U R I A N. Yeah. And oh my God, where's the other one? Come on. Oh yes. Okay. So this band is really one of the ones I found when I was looking for King Buffalo. So they're definitely on more of like the rock side, but I've always thought this singer, no, um, I've always thought the singer sounded like Chris Cornell a little bit and they're called Valley of the Sun. Oh, I've seen that name. Dude, sure. they're so fucking cool to listen to, man. Like the album's called The Chariot. It's, it's awesome. It's just like straight up, just like rock, but it's not like, I mean, I don't think they're, they don't sound as psychedelic. They're more straightforward. Mm. Like old school, awesome rock and roll, but like a little bit heavier than rock and roll. You know what I mean? I'll have to check it out. It's like if Soundgarden did like a fucking, I don't know, like a, like a, a non-experimental, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but like it's really fucking cool. I love that. And then the, the big one that just came out was Behold the Monolith. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Very cool, man. I've never really heard this band. I've seen the name a lot, but... Uh, Same. I'm, I've never heard the band. I know there's a f- plenty of other beholds, but um, right, behold the octopus. Yes, yes. There's yeah. a, there's other ones. Um, I but I've been listening to this one like quite a bit since it came out on Friday, and uh, it's really got me uh, intrigued. I, I I can't stop listening to it. Yeah. So yeah, I just wanted to bring in some of the. Um, oh, let me talk in the mic. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I just wanted to bring in some of the quote unquote stoner, mm-hmm. you know, stoner doom. You know, this sludge fuzz. It sucks that it all gets lumped together because it's really yeah. hard. If you're if you're into one of those, it's really hard to find stuff like it. Yeah, because it's its own kind of corner and some of the things kind of bleed into each other. And Yeah, because like a lot of these bands I found because of King Buffalo, when I was looking for bands that sound like King Buffalo, now it turns out it's like, there's not really a lot of bands that sound like them, but like mm-hmm. you can get stuff that's close. And it's kind of a bummer because it's like, you you have to sift through a lot of stuff because it's like I'm not real big on like the fuzz bands, you know. I mean they're all right, whatever. But yeah, but that's not what I was looking for. So it's like it's like oh, and, or if you're in the mood for like a sludge thing, and then you're getting hit with all these fucking doom bands. It's like ew, that's not what I'm in the mood for. Right? right yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. There's there's a line. Yeah. So it's hard to find some of those bands. So I wanted to try and give uh some direction for some people that that are that are looking for you know something like that 
Yeah, I still need to get into more of that this year. Um, you know, one one big one for me, like the Grindcore dude, Wormrot, that new album, okay, yep, fucking yep. rules, That's dude. Definitely God. on my list too. And now I think they're looking for a new singer. They are. Yep. 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 The uh, as far as I know, the only original member left is the guitar player. They've they've gone through a number of drummers. the The singer was an original member too. Um, he still streams. Look him up at uh, Rotworks. Oh, Fucking rules, dude. Yeah, God. man. It's gonna be hard to replace him. It's it's not only two, dude. They're like the last legit grind band on uh, Eric Steel. Like they're still on. Oh, they are still on yeah, Eric. Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. What? Last of the dying breed. There, yep. Um, but yeah, dude. The album's awesome. Obviously, cool cover art. The the videos that they've had accompanying everything so far have been cool little concept pieces. Awesome, awesome band. I hope they can find somebody to do justice to the material. Long live the grindcore goat. If everybody's seen that picture, it's Wormrot uh, playing, and one of the people, you know, one of the things in the audience is a goat, and apparently that goat would throw <laughs> yeah. up the shows all the time. It was great. Let's beat some ass real quick. Kublacon, dude, lowest form of animal. This band has been fucking kicking ass and taking names for years, and this might be my favorite thing they've ever done, dude. Like, it's just oh, pissed yeah. meat and potatoes. Ultimate gym music, like awesome, awesome live show, dude. Fucking, along with that one, same bane, except a little more on the death metal side, dude. Fucking vomit forth just dropped their yeah debut dude. full length. I think it fucked, yeah. dude. So fucking good. God damn it, dude. Like that shit. Yeah. Talk about gym music. It's like yeah, for sure. Unreal. Another good one, dude. Fetal blood eagle. That's that's the one with the Sven, Sven show from aborted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking totally kicks ass, dude. Yeah, man. No, no shortage of awesome, heavy, heavy, heavy stuff. Mashuga, dude. I, I'm, I know for sure I'm gonna be talking more about this at the end of the year, so I'll keep it brief. My favorite thing they've done since Ubzen. Really? Yeah. Which is interesting because like a lot of people seemed like they were really on board early on, and now a lot of people were like, eh, I don't know. And I'm like, eh, okay, that's interesting. It's but- weird. I mean, I saw a lot of love for that album. I didn't, I mean, it was whatever. I'm not the biggest Mashuga fan. I really have to be in the mood. I just really did not like that album cover. <sighs> yeah, I, I mean, like, yeah. come yeah. on, what the fuck? Yeah, that was goofy. Um, but like... Speaking of horrible album covers, dude, yo, you've seen that new Amon Marth album cover? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, Viol- Violence had a really bad one earlier this year as well. And I so did, about so that. did a bath. Oh, yeah. wait, maybe that was last year. There is no time. There is no time. Time is exactly, a flat yeah. circle. Uh, yeah. Matthew McConaughey said it perfectly however many years ago. Yeah. Let's talk about another guy we know. Fucking Eli Santana killing it in Ignite, Fuck dude. Yeah. And Insight. Wasn't he on that album too? He was. He's not he's not anymore. Um But he was on the album, correct? He was. Uh he was, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. because that album's fucking cool. And then mm-hmm. so is Ignite. How fucked up is that, by the way? I always had problems with that looking both of those bands up because they were so close to each other, like anytime they would get listed oh, right, yeah. in band listings. And then he's in both of them at, at the same time. Uh, at one I point. told him straight up, I'm like, you so he's the singer for Ignite, guitar mm-hmm. player for Insight. And yep. I said, Yo, you need to fucking get a gig with a band where you're playing bass because i know he's done that before because i think he played bass for monty pittman uh yes yep but he needs to call it invite there yeah there you go fuck yeah Um, i've been making that joke for like six months now i like it again we're gonna definitely (laughs) be talking about ignite at the end of the year so we'll stay that but like dude 
finally got the chance to see him. Third time's a charm. And he brings a whole new dynamic to that band is what I'll say. Like, he's, he fucking smokes live, dude, and I'm so stoked for him. Check out that new Ignite if you haven't already. God damn it. Something a little different, dude. Josh Travis from Amir, formerly Tony Danza, Tap Dance Extravaganza, formerly Glass Cloud, formerly Monuments, formerly lots of things. And um, with all those bands he talks about, he kind of had to like mold his, what he did sound-wise to whatever that pre-existing band already was. This right here is pure Josh Travis, and it's weird as fuck. Each song has a different singer, or in some cases, singers. Um, and it's funny because like he was the original vocalist in Monuments. The first, I think it's the first track, the first one that got released for sure, has Andy, the current vocalist of Monuments. So funny how that all works out. But yeah, dude, crazy as hell. I'm even like kind of turning a, a potential different leaf on a mirror. Frankie says he's distancing himself from the old shit. And um, now Josh is also the drummer in a mirror too. Obviously that can't happen live. Although if anybody could pull that off it'd probably be him <laughs> he, he's literally like a mad genius dude so i'm kind of curious to see what that new amir turns out to be but yeah man like more of this shit check him out on twitch he's amazing like he's a hell of a bass player as it turns out to go figure long live josh travis were you ever familiar with the nawabam band satan no so i i had only heard the name because oh there's a band called satan there's probably a bunch um, but I heard this album was really fun, so I decided to give it a, a listen, and I was like, oh my god, yes, dude, this sounds exactly like a band from the late <laughs> 70s being recorded now, like if you just popped them out of a time machine from 1979, and we're like, okay, just go for it, That that's exactly what it sounds like, and they sound fucking awesome. The album's called Earth Infernal. Uh, where did it cut off on your end? I'm not sure, just start with Satan. Take two. Where where did it cut off on your end when I was talking? Just start off talking about Satan. Oh, balls. Okay, one sec. Woo-wee. Anyways, yeah, Satan. Fun new album, modern day, out on Metal Blade Records. Check it out. Let's see, what do we have after that? So speaking of monuments, I need to check out that new monuments. Uh, they had some collaborations with Mick Gordon, who did the soundtrack for the last couple Doom games. Match made in heaven right there. Shout out Mick Gordon. Mick Gordon's awesome, dude. Uh, Kirk Hammett had an EP. Have you heard it yet? No. Yeah, it's called Portals. Still need to check it out. That Ibaraki album from Matt Heafy and... Isan. Uh, Isan, yeah. Uh, I was kind of lukewarm on the first song, and then they did that one with the dude from My Chemical Romance, and I actually liked that a lot. Uh, haven't heard the rest yet. Oh, no, no, I heard one album. Or I heard one more song after that. Uh, it's neat. I'll, I'll get around to it one day. Kaven, dude, Heavy Pendulum, the first album with Nate from Converge on bass and backup vocals. Replacing Caleb after that awful car accident that unfortunately took his life. So they do a, a little thing. Nate's actually playing Caleb's bass. Sounds awesome. It's, it's a perfect mix of everything they've done in the past with their metal side, their hardcore side, and their alternative rock side. Blood Spiller... Awesome song. Awesome video. Shout out to Jordan at Two Minutes to Late Night for putting that together. Fucking great record. I love Cave In. I still need to see him live. And also shout out to Steve from Cave In for also joining Old Man Gloom on, was it bass? Yeah, on bass because Caleb was in that band too. So Nate and Caleb are in two bands together. That's awesome. Nice. Yep. 
Let's talk about Terror, dude. Pain into power. If it was like, it's arguably their best album. Like, holy shit. Short, concise, to the point, energetic, pissed as hell. I would say unequivocally Scott Vogel's best vocal performance ever, dude. Dude's pushing 50 and he sounds more pissed than ever. I love it. This is probably the one album that has been released that I haven't heard that I want to. I just haven't have you, had a chance to listen to it. <laughs> for sure. You heard the song with Corpse Grinder, though, dude? No. Oh, my God. It makes so much sense. <laughs> I haven't heard them together. I haven't heard like, any any of it at all. Oh, dude, it's so great. Um, this was co-written with Todd from Nails, who was the original guitar player in Terror. And he fucking... Like, they never lost a step, obviously, their terror. But, like, he, he put a little back, you know, of the old formula into what they were doing before, and it sounds fucking fantastic, dude. Awesome, awesome hardcore record. Fuck yeah. Uh, have you checked out Malevolence yet? Yes. Yeah. Fucking awesome. They were supposed to play... Yeah, that's a really that... cool album, man. I like that one a lot. Yeah. They were supposed to be on that Acacia Strain tour. They had to drop out at the literal last minute, so No Zodiac stepped in. Shout out to San Diego Zone. Nick from No Zodiac. But hopefully they'll make it back around. I, I'd be very curious to see how that does live. I like the idea of, of basically British dudes doing southern metal mixed with hardcore. It's fucking awesome. Speaking of British bands, Bleed From Within. Uh, I keep hearing about this album. I still need to hear the whole thing. I, I thought the one song I heard was neat. Still need to give it a shot. Haven't heard that one either. Yeah. Spirit Box put out Rotoscope, an EP with three songs. Everybody says this sounds like something that would be on in the Matrix Club. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it does. And that's, that's cool. Uh, Coheed, Porcupine Tree, Bleeding Through, and Massacre all have new releases. I still need to check them out. You think I would have been on that Porcupine Tree one a little sooner? It just literally snuck up on me. From Baltimore, End It, Flat Spot Records, Unpleasant Living. Have you heard this yet? No. I don't really think I've cool. ever heard of it. <laughs> yeah, really, really cool, flat-out, straight-up fucking hardcore from Baltimore. Dude's got this kind of older-school, yelly kind of voice, and it's awesome. And the videos are hilarious. They do one where it's the uh, the player-haters ball sketch from <laughs> nice. Dave Chappelle, but it's as, you know, it's, it's them playing the song while they're doing it. Uh, Municipal Waste. I've never been a massive Municipal Waste fan, but I've appreciated what they did. They started off kind of that more modern thrash revival thing way back before a lot of bands were doing it. And the new album is Electrified Brain. It's, again, not something I'd listen to a lot, but I thought it was really good. I'll listen to just about anything Dave Witte fucking plays on. Arthur Rizik on the production, dude. This guy's everywhere. It's wild. I haven't heard that one either, but I don't like Municipal Waste. Yeah, I just like I, I think they're fun live. Like, like they have like the party thrash vibe is what's going. You know what people sure. call pizza thrash. Not something I listen to a lot at all, but like they're good at what they do. Organectomy. This is the one I was like, oh shit, I need to put this in, dude. Nail below nail. Sick as hell, dude. I've been waiting Fucking for brutal. this one for like two years. Yeah, man. It's so great. so fucking awesome, dude. So in this fucking vein. We're going to go Organectomy, fucking massive, massive fucking album, dude. Excellent sound, slams for fucking days, dude. Another one, Analepsy. Yes, great band. It is yeah. not Analepsy, people. It yep, is Analepsy. I did not know that for a long Nothing time. Nothing anal-related <laughs> at all. Um, they do have some really cool, uh, some cool San Diego features. I mean, Ricky Myers doesn't live in San Diego anymore, but 
They have a song with Ricky Myers. They also have a song with our dude, Angel Ochoa. Awesome fucking album. Another good one that was kind of from like the fucking like slam area was uh, Body Snatcher. Now, the weird thing about this album was I feel like it's the first one they've really had like, I mean, I'd say money's behind it's a little bit fucking strong, but mm-hmm. but I mean, it's the one where it's like, it, I mean, it sounds the best, but I mean, at the same time too, it also kind of made them sound like a bunch of other deathcore bands, so that's kind of a bummer, but still pretty yeah. solid album. And then sure. tech stuff, dude, Surreption mm-hmm. just dropped a new album and fucking A, dude, like those guys... What I mean, top tier tech death, dude, on par with Archspire. Uh, I mean, you know, name a tech death band, they're there. Also, Inanimate Existence dropped a new album. Super fucking techy, super sick. Another one was uh, Grey Lotus. To the point where Grey Lotus, I mean, I I I listened to the album. I don't know if there's even any really parts that I would consider heavy. They're just like that techy. Um, another good one was Exocrine. The Hybrid Sons, that's another unique leader band. Like, fuck, man. Like, it was it was so awesome. And the crazy thing was, I think there was, like, one week, dude, where it was, like, all three of these dropped at, like, the same time. I've been seeing that Grey Lotus thing everywhere. Like, yeah. it was it was a pretty crazy week. So I was just like, whoa, like, all these just are coming out at the same fucking time. Like, that just seems really fucking weird that that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought there was another one, but maybe there isn't. There's always new death metal. Well, yeah. Always, I mean, Embryonic Autopsy dropped a really good album as well. Um, Great name. And then I want to talk about... So on the black metal side, you have this band called... I don't know how you say their name. Wage Dude or Dude. It's W-I-E-G-E-D-O-O-D. Really cool, kind of like traditional black metal, I guess. Not like true cult, but like it's fairly like your traditional black metal where like, you know, now they have all the ambient black and black gaze and all that stuff. And then Pure yeah. Wrath is like a one-man uh, one man black metal project. Vorga is probably my favorite black metal release of this year. So far, anyway. Vorga is really cool. It's almost like space black metal. Mm, really fucking cool and then the big one i mean dude new dark funeral i forgot about that it's everything you would want it to be it's it's a new dark funeral album there's this other band i, I want to say vimur wow. I, I, I think that's how you say it. v-i-m-u-r vimur 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 like they're really fucking cool black metal band awesome fucking album dude and then one that's kind of like um, a little more on the ice. It's almost power metal-y, melodic black metal, I guess is what you could call it, is, a, is an album by this band called Inexorum. It sounds like a melodic band to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that one is, that one is really fucking cool also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I have a, a little thing I've been taking notes of black metal stuff to check out because again notoriously there's a lot of black metal i dislike but i want to try to find stuff that i might uh like, morbid dawn even peripherally morbid dawn was another good one heard that name yeah that was another good black metal release from this year there's this one that like i saw everybody's on everybody's stories for like the last two weeks can't tell you 
what the name is, unfortunately, is a one-person project, I believe. And even then, like when it's performance time, I think they just grab uh, what's the, like live musicians. What's that white one? It's just a picture of a fucking house, like in the middle of a field. Uh, you it. had me until the white thing. I because I remember seeing I'm a house in the middle of a field album, but I don't think it was white. I don't. I don't know. There's there's such a glut, you know. Like it's like certain people I follow. I just they'll just be having black album, you know, or black metal album. Uh, cover art like every two seconds per story or whatever and i'll just be like what the fuck um but yeah i have all these things god damn it stowed I, away for later board? is that what it's called hold on let me look it up that sounds like a familiar name it rule it rules it's it's i guess technically it's considered black metal but like it's everything dude i mean there's like jazz shit there uh, yeah it's 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 white ward Okay. And the, I, I the do album feel like is I've called heard that name. Uh, False Light. Great it's, name. dude, it's just this fucking house, like this decrepit ass house in the middle of a fucking yellow field. I mean, dude, it's so yeah, fucking crazy. F- it's, it's a really strange album, man. But I mean, that's another one that's been getting talked about a lot. Like, I had a hard time listening to it at first because it was like so fucking out there, dude. Like, really weird shit. That does sound really familiar. I'll, I'll have to pencil some time in for that. Uh, anything else that's already come out this year that you want to touch on? Yes. So one huge, another huge one for me was Undeath. Yeah, that shit. I knew I forgot something. Okay. Yep, 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 yep. Rules, yep, yep, yep. dude. It will most likely be in my top ten. <laughs> I mean... <clears throat> They outdid themselves, man. I mean, if you like old school Cannibal Corpse, dude, listen to it. I, it's- so somebody, I think it was Blaine from uh, Banger, was like thinking about all the the old school resurgence death metal bands. You got some that sound a lot like Entombed. You got some that sound a lot like Morbid Angel. You go down the list. He's all surprised it took this long for a band to come out that was just flat out Cannibal Corpse. Yeah. Like one thing I like about um, Apple Music is they give you these little liner notes that are exclusive to it. And it was interesting for for Gate Creeper, the last you know, not not the EP with the grind songs and the one Doom song, but the one before that, I think yeah. Deserted, right? Yeah. It gave you a breakdown where it's like, okay, this is our aim on a Marth death metal song mixed in what we, we you know do. This one's our more hardcore influence song. This is our Six Feet Under influence song, and I love shit like that. For Undeath, it was literally nothing but here's what Cannibal Corpse song we ripped off. Here's and like they told you specifically what parts, and I was just like, "Oh my god, this is great!" It's like <laughs> just when you could find more ways to dumb things down, like somebody comes up with whole new ways to do it, and I love that. The concept of just straight ahead zombie, not what what is it? It's like cyborg reanimated corpses. You know what I mean? Just yeah, go all the way dumb. That song yeah, that had yeah. the video, and it's just fucking. It's just old school eight bit doom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was just like or that's Duke what, Nukem. No, yeah, yeah. It was, it was old school doom, or and uh, and like I guess that's more or less what the whole album's about. But like, it's yeah. not. It's even more like making like Cannibal Corpse look highbrow by comparison. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. and dude's not trying to sound like Barnes or Fisher. He's just trying to sound like himself, and he's fucking awesome. And yeah, oh, dude, like, the album cover, fucking forget about it. Like, yeah, man, that album cover fucking rules, dude. Another good one, Schizophrenia. It's more on the thrashy side, but like, fucking awesome, awesome album. It's pretty much what you would think. It's old school Sepultura. Um, another, 
Because oh, I was going to say, there's Troops of Doom, and that's the one with the original guitar player from Sepultura. Yeah, this one, they just sound like old school Sepultura, man. Like, it's really fucking cool shit. There's another band, I don't know if they would be considered old school death, but like, they're definitely a new death metal band, Hath. H-A-T-H. Oh. Fucking. Um, okay. Dude. I mean, amazing is a strong word. It's an awesome, awesome fucking album, though. Um, I guess on that note, I have to still check out, what is it, Maul? Oh, dude, that's the other one. Maul and Mulder. So there was three of them that came out, like, on Friday. Mm-hmm. It was Maul, who, I mean, dude, that's, fuck. I, I, I can't say enough about the album. It's so fucking cool. Old school, groovy, fucking riffy as fuck, just heavy ass death metal dude and then molder has like the really kind of like it's it's like you're listening to it on a cassette that really lo-fi fucking like really lo-fi sound mm-hmm. really fucking cool there was another band called seep that just dude, dude seep, look up the seep, album seep. cover for that al- that band seep okay it, it sounds like that album cover just like dripping in blood and like fucking all gross and shit and mm-hmm. then in human condition which is the guys from Massacre left Massacre and started in Inhuman Condition. Right. I, I, I think Terry Butler's even on the bass, right? Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. he's in a bunch of stuff right now, but that is one. Right. And I've heard nothing but and good I, things about fuck, it. I, I heard some people saying they were a little bit disappointed, but they do think that the reason they were disappointed was the same reason I was like, not disappointed, but I was underwhelmed when Spirit Box came out because I'd listened to those pre-singles like so much. Right. That by the okay. time the album came out, I didn't want to hear it anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's. I think it was the same. They were saying like the same kind of deal, right? They they had released I think two to three songs. I'm trying to think if I ever even heard them. A few guys were saying, "Oh, dude, have you haven't listened to Rat God from like a couple years ago?" Oh, oh I don't know about that. Oh, like, and they, so got that's... The, they got the Repka artwork, dude. Like it's yeah, it, sure. fuck, man. It's it's just the fucking titties, dude. Like it's so fucking cool. Um, you have some of the uh, more of like this, the the uh, Swedish old school death metal, so kind of like the Entombed Disent, uh, um, Dismember? Dismember, who yeah. is back on Spotify now. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of sound. You had Grand Harvest, which is fucking awesome. You had Lunar Tomb, Lunar Lunar Blood. That was another good one. Great Sentient name. Horror was awesome. Corpsessed has kind of that same kind of buzzsaw, HM2-ish sound. But Corpse S is almost like that sound mixed with like Cannibal Corpse. Mm. Um, Vomit Rot was another good fucking, um, another good like old school death uh, as well as Rotten Tomb. And uh, one uh, another big one a lot of people were waiting for was uh, Mutilatred, which was like their first full length, I, I believe. It was their first full length. Now, granted, it's not like they put out a demo, but like they, it was kind of like a three to four song EP, like I think two years ago, and they finally put out uh, a full length. And then um, Church of Disgust is Great another name. good one. Uh, Cosmic Putrefaction. I know there's some issues with their label. It's kind of sketchy or whatever, but these, Ooh. I mean, everything I've heard from this guy is not. Um, mm-hmm. Cosmic Putrefaction, another one that I was waiting for like quite some time for it to come out. And then on the back on that Swedish tip, uh, I had another one in here. I don't, I can't really seem to find it. But there's like, oh, disfuneral, like uh, you know, like it even their logo even looks like entombed, except it's like red, same kind of letters, but red. But like, I mean, just an entombed love letter, man. And it's weird because it's like there's a lot of those that are just like they're kind of better than entombed, but 
it's because of what they're playing. You know, they're using the Entombed sound, but they're not really playing what Entombed played. Mm-hmm. Um, another really talked about, um, really big uh, old school death was Chaosian. Chaosian. So it's like chaos, but it's T I A N at the end. So it's C H A O T I A N was a good one. Paganizer, obviously, is fucking Raga. Roga? Raga? Raja? Reggae is how it's pronounced, I believe. What? I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh, I was going to say, wait, whoa. Okay, so it's him yeah, and no Carl Wilts. It's him oh. and Carl Wilts, dude. Paganizer. Okay, I've heard that name. Beyond the Macabre is the name of the album. Fucking awesome album. Pretty much kind of just sounds a little bit like Bolt Thrower. Like pretty simple, you know, really simple death metal. I guarantee we're going to see a Bolt Thrower reunion in the next year or so, dude. You think so? The heat is so... F- for it's pretty it's, is higher than it's been in ever like yeah, it's crazy they're gonna have to start true. reprinting merch soon just because the bootlegs are getting out of control because the prices for the uh the original stuff are getting out of control like oh, there's yeah true such that's, heat about that sorry didn't mean to derail no but yeah, that's we're definitely gonna... fucking true iron master is another one iron tomb is another one mm-hmm. iron master is all one word iron tomb is definitely two separate fucking words so you had like a lot of those uh, you know, and you're gonna just—it's just gonna keep going. These the old school death stuff. I mean, I'm not even listing off like you know. There's a ton of them that I haven't really listed off, obviously. But some of the other albums. Do you did you ever listen to the Defaced like back in the day? Hmm. It was like some familiar. dudes from Darkane. I think it was like guys from oh, Darkane or something. Maybe. Dude, they had this song, dude. I mean, we can't. I don't think they have enough to do an episode on. But man, they had the song called uh, Ten Versus Nine. Hmm. I'll have to look into it. Fuck, that I was name, so fucking hooked on that song in like 2004 or five, somewhere that around there. That name sounds very familiar. Um, do you have anything else you want to get to? Because uh, there was there was one other thing. Oh, um, so this one had a lot of people weirded out. Was uh, the new Temple of Void? So they went away from their old sound, which was really bass heavy, really like that. Really not necessarily muddy, but it was just like really bassy. Mm-hmm. The guitars were like, you know, they roll off those highs off the guitar. So they don't have like a real hi-fi sound, but they weren't muffled sounding, right? But they're kind of like one of those fucking Death Doom-ish bands. You know, not super slow. I mean, well, for death metal, really fucking slow. Right. And then this album came out and it sounds a lot, like the sound is a lot more polished. You know, definitely more th- like thinner, more hi-fi sound or I guess HD. I whatever mm-hmm. yeah there's a lot of people saying like oh for an album called summoning the slayer i'd expect something a little bit heavier and i'm like now see i think what i think what people should be thinking of when they think of temple of void is also that newest um hooded menace right where yeah. it had a lot of that almost like an 80s vibe to it yeah there there's a vibe to this temple of void album too i yeah. i've heard the whole thing i love it i just it's awesome dude it was hard for me to pinpoint exactly what it was. I see they're talking about like moody blues type seventies rock, and if that's what they're going yeah. for, sure. I just I, I'm with you. Where I thought it was more of like an eighties, I almost want to say like post punk kind of vibe. But like, I whatever you want to call it, it's fucking cool. You know I, what I mean? I mean, I was a huge fan of the album before this. Obviously, I think it made my top ten that year. But mm-hmm. like, I, I mean, I was waiting for this one to come out for a long time. A lot of people were, and I mean, mm-hmm. dude, the fucking album cover. You know, when you talk about like anticipation, man, you're talking promotion, you're talking merch drops, album artwork is huge. 
You you put something with fucking like a killer album cover. It really makes people want to listen to it. But man, I mean, a lot of these albums we've discussed today like have killer fucking album covers. You know, like um, I can't think of the artist's name that does the half album. But he also did this band called Incandescence. I believe it's the same guy. And it's like a legit painting. You know, like it's it's like that um it's like the Mario stuff. Like it's an actual painting. Like it's so fucking cool, dude. You know how some of the bands have been really like stepping it up. Mm-hmm. You know? And, but then you have something like Mall, where it's like, dude, that album cover's insane. Like, look it up right now, and then look at Google Image it. And then Google Image, you click the HD option, find a high-def version of it, and blow it up on your fucking computer. It's crazy, and I'm pretty sure that's one of those ones. It just looks like some fucking, I mean, really talented, but, like, it just looks like some fucking, you know, eighth-grade fucking Hesher just drew it on a fucking back of a notebook and then colored it. It's like a more... Shall we say focused rain and blood almost? Kind of. It's yeah. I, that's the first thing I thought was it looked like rain and blood. Like someone told some you know some fucking stoner hasher kid in junior high, you know, draw me a version of draw me what your version of like something like rain and blood. And the kid drew it. They colored it, put their fucking name on it, and put it out as an album cover. And it fucking rules, dude. It reminds me a little bit of like the Worm album cover. Also a little bit of that Gatekeeper album cover, just deserted. The one right. that you're talking yeah. about, where it's yep. just like fucking total chaos on the front of it you know what i mean like yep it's insane dude like it, it's so fucking cool dude and you like all these intricate fucking things but then you have these other ones that are like straight up like oil paintings Ooh, another black metal album that you guys you guys gotta listen to including yourself tomerum literally black metal with a fretless bass it's got mm. the best bass sound the best kick drum sound i mean it's such a huge full sound. I would probably put it on maybe not symphonic black metal, but more like a melodic black metal with a little bit of death in there. Interesting. Another cool sludge album, dude. Come to grief. Have you ever listened to the band Grief? Yeah. From right. Japan? Are they from Japan? I think. Am I thinking of somebody else? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I just remember I love that band grief nope, the, the never old, mind different band huh <laughs> they're from boston i do know this band though i, I oh dude just they, somebody else they're yeah. so fucking cool dude i fucking love that band and i don't know why i'm, I'm trying to look it up right now to see if they if there was a reason they changed the name because it's I a remember, new version of grief like it's the same shit dude i remember hearing the story yeah i just it, can't it, remember why it must be some because it's not the actual band i don't think so i i wonder if Something happened with like rights or something because they use the same font and everything, and it fucking it just rules, dude. And then I just found out, um, who is it? Void Rot, I think Void Rot just, yeah, Void Rot just put out a new EP today. Um, some good EPs, dude. Acranius put one out, I think Left to Suffer just dropped another one. Seen a lot about both Coffin Feeder, which is another group with uh Svencho. Mm-hmm. Awesome EP. Vile Rights is another cool old school kind of black. Well, probably exactly black metal, I guess, is what you would mm-hmm. call it. Another cool one, uh, it was Of Death, O-V-D-E-T-A-T-H. Right. Have you heard that one? I haven't, but I've seen the name. Really cool, really kind of like more of like a really polished sound. Um, Arise from Worms, that's um, oh, 
son of a bitch. They have two songs with like Dallas Toller Wade from uh, what do you call it? Nile um, or Nile. used to be Nile. Oh, Arise from Worms. It's um, Flo Monier. Oh, another one. Yeah, dude, he's got who's so the other many... guy? Because uh... he's got he's got one with Steve Tucker called Mal- Malefic Throne. Jesus, that's right. He has one with Steve Tucker and David Vincent because he's got Ultimus with David Vincent. What's fucking hell? I can't remember which one arrives from where. Actually, hold on. Let me look it up because now that I'm thinking about it, I almost want to say it's John Longstreth from Origin. Hold on. That does sound familiar. Oh, okay. So this one is Flo and Steve Tucker. Okay, so that's the Steve Tucker one. All right. What was the other one then? Malefic Throne. That one's Steve Tucker and John Longstreth from or- okay. Origin. Okay, so I just had him. I just had him swap. Oh, no worries. It's just funny to think. <laughs> Flo has bands with David Vincent and Steve Tucker. Now they just need to find the guy that came between the two of them, and they need. <laughs> and now he, he also needs one with Mike Browning from the right. original Morbid Angel. Even though that will be awkward because they're both drummers. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So man. another cool, so a really cool old school one EP was Scab Hag. Um, pretty fun yeah oh dude the name is amazing um another cool black metal one mortuary drape and the big one moonlight sorcery oh dude that fucking ep rules i can't wait till they do a full length if they even do one you know a lot of bands have like left to suffer hasn't done a full length in a long time right they've just been dropping eps like crazy yeah i uh oh yeah i know i i totally know this cover art you're talking about for moonlight sorcery that's on my list oh dude it's Um, so good it's also been hard for me to distinguish Left to Suffer with Left to Vanquish. Again, with <laughs> the fucking names. But um, Left to Suffer is more death y right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, and Left to Vanquish is not. So, yeah. Okay, that's easy enough to remember. Yeah, another good EP, Sep- Sepulchral Curse, was another good one. I think that's on... Uh, it's either Sewer Rot or Everlasting Spew. Volcandra is another cool um, black metal EP they released this year. Shrouded Infinity is another good death metal one. Scorching Tomb was a great death metal one. I think this one, Apes, is like grindcore. Great name. It's almost like grindcore slash noise, if that makes sense. Um, Plague Years. Heard a lot about that. From Texas. Awesome fucking EP, dude. That's about all I have for that. I mean... I know we've been going like quite a ways, but so just two I want to touch on real quick. There was a third. I'm bummed. I can't remember what it is right now. But again, there's a lot of stuff that has come out. So I had kind of seen this peripherally, but I didn't really know what it was until um, Jesse from Flesh Consumed. Shout out to World Smasher Six Six Sis. Follow him on Twitch. Um, pointed out what it is. It's it's uh, they did the live. I'm pretty sure that's what this is. The live stream playthroughs of albums from Obituary. Right, and I think what this is is the album version of that. So you got slowly re rot, and then they did a cause and death or cause of death, I should say. Oh, the Back live to, infection. Yeah, those, yeah, and then they even dude. have bonus tracks, and they turned out pretty sick. Yeah, that shit's awesome. So the other one I want to bring up: ever since I first heard Most Precious Blood, Rob Fusco has been one of my favorite frontmen. He's been one of my favorite lyricist, vocalist. He's one of my biggest inspirations. Um. 
been able to touch base with him in the last few years over Twitch and all that, and he's fucking awesome. So he has, he's been in One King Down. He was in Most Precious Blood. He did an album with Recon. He's done some other stuff here and there. fucking One King Down, dude. I haven't heard that name in so long. Yeah, he, he goes back. So his newest thing is called Take Life, and it was him and one other guy did all the music. Now it's just Rob. He's looking for band members. Hit him up. I would love to see them actually play live. And yeah, dude, this is like the most pissed off, but also personal, like, just like, damn, dude. It's hard to put into words. Like lyrically, it's devastating. Like, like he's his voice has changed a little over the years, so he's a little deeper in registers, and he sounds fucking brutal, dude. It's noisy. It's weird as hell. But yeah, man, like, just you can feel that he means every word he says in the lyrics too. Like it was, it was on repeat at the beginning of the year. Nice. That's gonna be in my contender spot for top of the year. Except I know one more album's coming. Down the pike, that's probably going to be up there too. So let's get to albums real quick that still have to come out. So this is—I mean, I have no idea what's coming. I have not looked up anything. So you said Darkane, and I kind of wanted to be like, "Oh, don't forget that," because I did. Um, it's going to be a really gnarly year for Swedish melodic death metal. Fuck, really quick, because next month you've got new soil work. I don't know how the hell you pronounce this name, so I'm not even going to try. I think I just be- heard the new song. There's a, there's a new new song, and then there's one before that, I believe, and they're still kind of doing that. They always had a little bit of 70s rock in there from when Peter Witcher's uncle joined the band, I think, on Chain Heart Machine. Now they're, like, really leaning into it, and uh, so that's going to be the new album. But before that, you've also got the Halo Effect finally coming out with oh, their album. Oh, yeah. Nice. Dude, okay, so... That's fucking like, awesome. It's crazy to think it's taken this long to come out. Fucking... I heard that first song. I was like, wow, this is just like really fun, competent, Swedish, Gothenburg-style melodic death metal, which is awesome and something I haven't been totally able to say about In Flames for years. And it's cool to hear these dudes that were all involved in In Flames in one way or another coming together to make this. Then the second single came out, and I was like, okay, this is my... I might actually like this more than anything In Flames ever put out, dude. The second and third singles, I was like, oh my God, where has this been all my life? Dude, that second and one fucking rules. The second one and the third, and then like the fourth one's cool, so now I'm just like, I can't wait to hear the rest. I stopped, so. I stopped listening after the second one because I'm like, I don't want to do that again. For sure, for sure. Let's see. So yeah, man, new Halo effect. Dark Kane, dude. Uh, they're coming back in a big way. They have a couple singles out. I guess the guy in the band's the original singer, which I guess I'd never heard anything with him up to that point. He, uh, I, I had seen them twice before with different singers, and neither was this guy, but he sounds good, so that'll be cool. And then moving away from Gothenburg and Helsingborg, we're going wherever the hell Amana Marth is from. And um, they're not a band I really listen to on my own a lot, but like I absolutely respect what the hell they do, and they are the fucking biggest band at what they do dude they play above anthrax they're playing above there was a fucking huge fucking thing going down on twitter about this shit you know people fucking talking about like wait what the fuck dude they're fucking headlining over top of fucking carcass and who's the other one obituary obituary and i was like so somebody had fucking put up something like like i just don't fucking get it and i'm like it doesn't make sense is what the person said. And I'm like, it doesn't have to make sense. It's their fucking tour. Mm-hmm. It's their tour. 
if obituary and fucking carcass didn't want to play, or if they thought that they were bigger than fucking Amon Amarth or more worthy of a fucking headlining spot, which I'll tell you right now, being a person who was in a band, being a person who talks to plenty of fucking bands, dude, no one gives a shit. Mm -hmm. No one fucking cares. The only people who care are fucking like idiot fans. Like, why would you care where a band plays? In fact, most of you fucking bitch about a fucking concert going too long anyway. So fucking you don't even want to... F- Here's the other thing, too. A lot of times if something happens, guess who eats all the fucking bullshit and gets cut time? at, the, at It's always at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. No one ever loses time at the start of the show. So whatever band you want to see most, and if you want to guarantee that their fucking set time isn't going to get cut short... Dude, 10, for 10 out of 10 times, you want to see them not fucking headlining that show. Yeah, absolutely. Also, if that band, if that tour is fucking playing on a Wednesday night, you're no longer headlining, you're deadlining. Right. It, dude, s- stop with the fucking, oh my God, so-and-so's bigger than so-and-so. Okay, f- no one gives a shit. And also, newsflash, Amana Marth is bigger than Obituary and Carcass. It's big, they're bigger than all of them combined. Like, they're Jesus than, fucking Christ, yeah. it's not that hard. Yeah. It's, I say absolutely good on them for taking all these bands out. Fuck yeah. They're, they're leading the way, dude. And I say this next record's like poised to be a huge thing for them. Get more people into death metal. Get more people into metal in general. Oh, yeah, dude. They're I'm a huge stoked. gateway band. They're so melodic, dude. It's so easy to get yeah. into them. It's, it's that thing with... Um, both thorough we talked about where the only right. thing that really makes them death metal is the growls and the yeah. double bass, but that's enough. That's well, it's good. like people saying like, fuck, ooh, fucking, you know, Black Dahlia Murder is a great fucking gateway band. I'm like, no, dude, no, that's a horrible gateway band. You play fucking Black Dahlia Murder for like just regular Joe metal fans, guaranteed, dude, that shit is way too fast. It's way too fucking heavy. I think they're good for people on the fringe, though. You know no, what I mean? No, they're good for people going from like... They're good for people going from like old school Gojira when Gojira was still really fucking heavy, or maybe something like Lamb of God to like Cannibal Corpse. Yeah. They're not yeah. good for people going from like Five Finger Death Punch to like Cannibal Corpse or yeah. fucking Dark Funeral or something. They're not doing that, dude. They're way too fucking heavy, dude. Not so much they're heavy. They're really abrasive. They're super busy during their verses, which a lot of people hate to fucking say it, but there's a reason why that is the formula for popular music. Even fucking rap does it. Everything dies down during the verses so we can all hear the fucking singer's lyrics, and then it gets fucking crazy. If it even gets crazy, it gets crazy in the chorus or at the end of the song. Black Dahlia Murder is busy like Emperor through a lot of their fucking stuff. It just so happens that they're a little more fucking melodic, but it's not like their melodies are like, what do you call it? Like somebody called them like juvenile melodies that just slap you upside the head and they're easy to get. Mm -hmm. They're not like that, dude. Black Dahlia Murder is not that melodic, dude. In fact, neither is Revocation. Amana Marth is ridiculously fucking melodic. Mm -hmm. There's like, they're almost a power metal band, dude. Yeah, well, it's funny. The drummer talks about the only reason he's in Amon Amarth is because he couldn't find a power metal band to dr- uh, join. <laughs> I mean, he's like I, a power metal guy, yeah. yeah I, I can see that. But, I mean, yeah. it's it's that kind of thing, dude. It's like it's like the difference between you know something like fucking Heartwork, you know what I mean, and like Cryptopsy or something. Right, Like, there's yeah. a massive fucking difference there, dude. And it's like, no, dude, like, 
this is a, you know, Amon Amarth is going to be showing a lot of fucking people obituary. Mm-hmm. A, a really mid-tempo death metal band, something that a lot of people can get behind if they're down for something really heavy. Mm-hmm. They're also going to be showing people Carcass, a really melodic fucking death metal band, you know, with ties in everywhere. But, I mean, they're really melodic as well to the point where they, they've influenced a ton of fucking metalcore bands. And then they're also introducing these people to one of the best modern death metal bands that's fucking crazy in cattle mm-hmm. decapitation. Yep. Cattle and carcass on the same bill is one, oh, something I've been wanting to see dude. for years, let alone with obituary and I'm on a going to put on an awesome show and they're playing here December 16th at Soma fucking stoked. I have- I'm going to be at a wedding now. Oh dude. What? Yep. yep. That was the one I was telling you about right before I came on. I got that email. <laughs> dude, I was like, mother fucker. That sucks, dude. Yep, so yep, I've yep. never seen any of those bands live. Really? Yeah. Okay. So I wasn't able to go to my obituary show because I bought tickets, but I was fucking working out of town. Mm-hmm. And I didn't go see cattle on their fucking December show because I didn't really like the entire bill. <laughs> you know, and I'm being picky. I've never seen them on a Marth. And then fucking, I, I mean, I haven't seen Carcass, but by the time this tour comes through, I will have seen them at Psycho Las Vegas. There you go. So let's see. Cattle is so fucking wild from the first time I saw them in 2005. And even that was massively different than when they started in the mid 90s, right? And to like oh, see yeah. what they did now with, with a full five piece set. And like their music's gotten so grandiose. Well, I wait, okay, so I should, I guess I should it. rephrase that. I've, I haven't seen them since Humanure. Ah, okay, there you so go. So I yeah, might as well not have seen them. Right. Uh, obituary is just so fucking fun, dude. Like, like, and they're all, and they, they play Redneck Stomp at least twice. Oh, I want to like, see, dude, that's like my big thing now. Cause like, for some reason, I don't know why, but I looked it up live. Cause remember how we were all tripping on the obituary? Like, Redneck Stomp was like their their number one song played or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, dude, I fucking looked it up one time, man, and just watched the intro, like Redneck Stomp for intro to their concert. And I mean, I was fucking banging my head, dude, yeah. like so fucking hard. Yeah. They play it at least twice. And I love that. Good. Dude, it's just everybody. And even when John Tardy's not singing, he's head banging on the side or something. Like, <laughs> like it's just fun, dude. Carcass. It's fucking carcass, dude. What do you need? And they have like a cool visual show that they put on screens and stuff. I've only seen Amon and Marth once, and that was 15 years ago. And even then, they were on crazy Viking ships and had, you know, it's it's a visual spectacle. You're you're watching a band that's basically a soundtrack for a visual stage show, and they're fucking awesome at it. It's gonna be awesome, and oh, I'm yeah. so bummed I can't be there. Oh, dude, that's such a bummer. <sighs> Heartbreak. Anyways. We've all heard it. Josta said it a lot. High Tide raises all ships. Amon and Martha's is good for extreme metal, and I can't wait to see what this next album does for them and metal as a whole. Oh, yeah. We're going to go a little different area of Sweden. Arch Enemy's got an album coming out, Deceivers. You're going to hear about them sooner than later. Let's go somewhere different. Soulfly's got a new album called Totem. Oh, yeah. I did see something about yeah. that. One of the songs has John Tardy from Obituary. Yes, I heard Another, there was someone someone else that guested on there too, and I, oh, there's a bunch. He's always had God guests, damn dudes, it. right? I just saw it today on Twitter. I fuck, I can't remember who the hell it was. Anyway, keep going. Yeah, another Arthur Rizik production. You're gonna be seeing a lot about that again. Good on him. Uh, let's see, Orthodox, awesome, awesome 
straight edge new metal band from Tennessee, dude. Heavy as fuck. They they played with uh, Acacia Strain last year, and it's it's a different thing because their drummer had to fly home for a family emergency. So Kevin from the Acacia Strain filled in, and he hits hard as fuck. So my uh, my first interaction with them was a little painted by that but like dude they are just heavy as fuck and they're they're gonna be awesome uh one of the guitar players also sings in an awesome band with the former guitar player of hundredth and counterparts called a dozen black roses check that out too huh yep if you're into the kind of more ethereal posty kind of world russian circles has an album called nice uh, gnosis coming out i mentioned before becoming the archetype has one called children of the great extinction on the horizon machine head First album since Catharsis. There's a lot of rebound to be made here. Man, they, um, this this could this is a big deal. Yeah, they could write the ship, mm-hmm. but they could also sink it. <laughs> yeah, this one's going to be called "Of Kingdom and Crown." Naveen Copperweiss of Entheos, formerly of Animals as Leaders, formerly of uh, what was it, Animosity, formerly of a lot of things, played on. Some faceless stuff played on. Uh, he had a band with John from uh, Job for a Cowboy called Flesh Rot, spelled Flesh W R O U G H T. But yeah, yeah. He, he's gonna play on this. He's playing on the new Job for a Cowboy. Uh, I guess Logan Mater does a guest solo on it, so that'll be cool. It's funny, Rob from Machine Head is a big Twitch guy too, but I'm like, I, I've never really been on there. I just know that. I haven't listened to his podcast yet. I know a lot of people really don't like him because he is outspoken and he definitely throws his opinion out there, which yeah. doesn't matter if you're right or wrong. You will be hated one way or yeah. the other. I actually think he's a pretty good podcaster. I enjoy it. Granted, I've only, ever, soon. I've only ever done the ones where he talks to guests. I haven't seen the ones where it's just him. Oh, yeah. Um, but like, I think he's actually pretty good at it. Uh, but like, he'll do full-on rehearsals, you know, quote-unquote oh, yeah. band seen, practices. Yeah, I've seen those. And because the guitar player is in Poland, because he's fucking Vogue from um, decapitated. decapitated, and then the other guy's in the UK, it's literally just him and the bassist. Yeah. And the bassist streams, too. Everybody go follow him. Jared something something. I'm sorry, I can't remember the name off the top of my head. Hoping the best for Machine Head. Jared they are an McCann important band or something? Yeah it's, yeah, it's something like that. Uh, somewhat big surprise, even though they've been talking about this for years. First King's X full length in 14 years. They have one song oh, out right shit. now. It's fun enough. We'll see about the rest of the album. Bloodbaths, Survival of the Sickest. I've always loved their evolution. Have you seen their new, out- Have you seen their new shirt? No, but I can imagine it's going to be sick already. Dude, it's 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 like an ever or no, um it's uh, Left Hand Path. It's Oh, it's, that's that's not an old shirt. Or excuse me, that's an oh, old shirt. That, that's okay. that's not new. What the yeah, what, but instead of the grave it's HM2, right? For, oh, I from, don't know. Uh, I just, I just, I don't really know the picture. I guess I just know that the font is the entombed font. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. the yellow. Okay. Yeah. So, like, instead of the gravestone that says whatever, I think yeah. it's lyrics to Left Hand Path. It's it's a fucking HM two. It's <laughs> nice. a big ass HM two. I love it. It's <laughs> they're, they're not because like it's fun because they started out as a pure you know entombed HM two warship band singing about zombies and shit. And then they got a little more blasphemous, kind of more dreadful, maybe the closest thing, you know, kind of more sort of like the really dreadful Morbid Angel vibe, a little more serious. Yeah. Then they got Nick Holmes. They were still kind of finding their way. And now they're full circle back to HM2, let's kill the zombies, fuck it, you know, goofiness, and I'm all about it. I'm stoked. Love to see him live one day. So this is a, a new revelation. End and cult leader are going to have 
a split EP. Dude, Gather in Cult leader is fucking crazy. Yeah. So what what's cool about End is they're the first band in years that it made me go, you know, after listening to extreme metal for over two decades and kind of being used to it at this point, they, they had a, a, the last album was the first in a long time where I was like, this might be too extreme for me right now. And I love that. You know what I mean? And they, they kill it. They're awesome. I'm going to hopefully see him with 18 Visions uh, next month. Awesome song. I think I like the Cult Leader one better. But they're, that's only the first two songs they put out. They're going to put two more out. And it's Jacob Bannon from Converge doing the artwork. It's going to be sick. Can't wait for that. Uh, Fallujah. A lot writing on this one, too. I've always loved Fallujah. I love that last album. I know most people didn't. I, I It wasn't technical enough. The vocals might have been too different. I didn't like the vocals, but I just listened to the new song they just put out. Yeah. I feel like it's they're back to the old... Well, so their whole thing Style. is now they're going because like they, they laid back on the technicality on the last one. They're overcompensating and going the other way, and this is going to be the most technical one. Oh, good. It's mostly a new lineup. The only uh, remaining members are Scott, the long, you know, the original member, guitar player, and Andrew, the long-running drummer. On bass, you got Evan Brewer again talking about other dudes that have Fucking been in animosity. Sweet. Yeah, like oh my god, he didn't do the last tour just because he had prior commitments. He's also a studio bass for Entheos, of which he was previously a touring member as well. I don't remember who's. I think they're just gonna have fill-ins on other guitar. But the uh, the new vocalist is a guy from. It was a one-man project called Archaeologist. Uh, I guess I'll have to check it out because I like what he does with Fallujah. He. I love, love, love Alex Hoffman. He just did the one thing, and he did it awesome. Um, is that the, the other first guy, guy? Yeah, the the original guy. Yeah, uh, who was like straight, just low, brutal. Yeah, you know, and he, been... he was the one that did all the keyboard stuff too. Yeah, he did uh, all the electronic stuff. He also does a thing called I think it's Brawly Braille, something like that. Is his uh, electronic side project. Now he's also doing death metal in a, in a project with the drummer of Fallujah and some other guys called Muldratha. And that's like straight, 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 straight death metal. Whereas Fallujah obviously had their own take on it. The other guy, I liked his vibe. It was his name was Anthony Palmero. They wanted to experiment with, like, having a more like you know kind of how at the gates and int- integrated the higher pitch vocals. And his vibe was more black metal meets converge. And that's the thing is he could do lows. It's just they were trying to feel out having just all high vocals for a while, and then. He brought in the Lowe's live. He did them with his other band, um, Underling, too. I don't know what happened. They've they've parted ways. Hope all the best for him. But yeah, this Kyle guy is he's got he's does lots of things, and I dig that. Even the clean vocals he does are kind of cool. Add a whole new different dimension. Hmm. They've had a bit of a resurgence because of their Twitch presence. So now they got more eyes on them. They just killed it on that Rivers of Nile tour. Nile, whatever, however you say that. They, uh, I don't know if it's a headliner, but they have another tour coming up. And I hope all the best for them. Fucking love Fallujah. Stoked they're back in, you know, prominent in people's minds again. Hoping all the best. Can't wait to hear the rest of the album. I am awesome, stompy, what yes. they call Texas Death. Yeah, I actually yeah. still have to hear that new song. Oh, so oh, here's the dude. fucked up thing, by the way, that I want to point out. All these, like, the the last couple I've mentioned and a few more are all coming out the same day, September 9th. There's, like, 12 releases coming out <laughs> on the same day, which is nothing unusual. You get, like, maybe one or two big releases. It's maybe some mid ones and then, like, and not, you know, the convent, you know, what everybody's calling mid now, but, you know, mid-level. And then, like, you know, some, oh, here's some underground releases. It's literally, like, almost all of these 12 are, like, prominent releases all coming out the same day. Fuck yeah. Fucking 
Ozzy, dude. A new yeah. Ozzy album the same day. Like, and I'm curious because I've heard a lot. Yeah, about about this next album. I, I know there's gonna be like a million guest dudes on this one, just like the last one was. Same producer, I believe his name's Andrew Watt, who's the guy that does the uh, Post Malone stuff. Zach Wilde is gonna be on this album. Um, and I know I've heard more. I just can't remember what it is off the top of my head. And when I tried to look it up, it wasn't as readily available. But that was a, this was a big album for Ozzy last time around. I'm curious to see if that trajectory continues. I'm sure it will. Hoping all the best. Uh, same day, dude. Parkway Drive. I'll always love Parkway for everything they've done in the past. All the, you know, raising up the bands coming up with them. Awesome live show. I am not connecting with these new songs yet. And I don't know, I haven't heard about anybody doing so either. Looking forward to hearing the rest of the album. Uh, and again, whatever they do, fucking, the, you know, they're going to be bringing bands out with them and giving them a big platform. I purposely have not listened to it. Okay, there you go. So we'll see about when the album drops. Revocation, dude. One of the best doing it out there right now. Awesome technical death thrash. I've seen conflicting things about they are going to just be a three-piece from now on. Or they're going to be a three-piece on record and have a, a, a live second guitar player. Either way, dude, I got that upcoming headliner. Looking forward to hopefully checking that out. Another awesome album from They're Always Good. Straight From The Path. This is an interesting album. I got to see some of this be made early on on Twitch. And then their label was like, okay, we need to... Right here, it's like you're giving away too much. They've always been Rage meets Converge. When Craig joined, he brought that technical edge with him. And it became Rage meets Converge meets Gojira. Now they're trying out even newer things. Like they're integrating some old Meshuggah stuff. They're integrating Amon-Ra. They just got on, a, on an Amon-Ra kick and have kind of been following that out. Love the songs that have come out. I already know there's even better songs that have yet to come out. Big record for them. Stoked. Okay. Here's the one that I already know in advance is going to take my top spot for the year. Counterparts. A eulogy for those still here. Fucking... This is my bread and butter right here, dude. This very particular kind of melodic metalcore originating from Shai Halud and Misery Signals. Counterparts, bigger than both at this point, and I think they would do him proud. You got, basically, you got the two dudes, the two guitar players returning from their older stuff, but you still have Kyle on drums, and he's a machine. He's awesome. And you got Tyler on bass, who's... On the last couple, well, he's been in the lineup for the last couple. I don't know that he's actually played on the records or not, but dude, that first single kicked ass. I know the rest of the album's gonna be awesome. There's the Soil Part Two, and anybody that knows Soil on uh, the difference between Hell and Home knows it's an epic closer. Can't wait to see what they do with that. Architects, the classic symptom of a broken spirit. The uh, the two songs they put out are fun. Damn, I dropping see- another one, huh? Yeah, I know, right? They, it's, they just put out that last one last year. Isn't, so uh, Ramstein, isn't the Kyle dude from Counterparts the uh, Shadow of Intent guy? Uh, no, that's Anthony Barone, and they look similar. Yeah, he used oh. to be in. Uh, he used to be well, in. Is, is Kyle the drummer? Is he the dude that is doing the new thing with the? <laughs> is he the dude that's doing the thing with the girl that's only like ten years old that blew people away on uh, doing the Spirit Box cover on America's Got Talent? Uh, no, I don't know who that is. Isn't that him doing the drums? I thought it was him. I'll look no. it up. Keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going. He does have an awesome other death metal band called, uh, oh, God, Riven, Riven. Okay, cool, cool. W-R-I-T-H-E-N. I've heard that. I think that's what the name Yeah, they're, they're awesome. What was it? Architects. Yeah, yeah. So they're continuing down the industrial route. They've got, it sounds very 
what Architects already did meets Rammstein. Again, they're another band bigger than they had been in the past and definitely raising a platform for other bands around them. I say, awesome, keep it up. Lorna Shore got brought up earlier. I completely forgot that's going to be happening in October. So keep an eye out for that. New Devon Townsend called Lightwork coming out. New Lamb of God called Omens. You like Lamb of God? You're probably going to like this too. And then finally, uh, I put this down just because I was on a weird Ugly Kid Joe kick the other day. They got an album called uh, Rad Wings of <laughs> Destiny coming out. That's just nice. like, I don't know. I randomly thought about that. I was like, I really don't know much aside from what's that one song? I hate everything about you or whatever. But like, yeah. it was just a fun song. It's just like, that was a fun band. Whitfield Crane replaced uh, Mina in Life of Agony for a while. Still never heard what that sounded like, but it's got to be interesting. Oh, she did the song with, it's this, it's the song, it's called Falling, mm-hmm. but it's the Shadow of Intent guitar player, uh, both oh. Chris Wiseman okay. and Ben Lumber uh, from this band called Acres, I guess is who did it. Oh, so those are the other dudes? Yeah. Because I did hear that like, song and thought it was neat They were like, was. you know, heavy as fuck, gent core kind of vibe is what they were going for. She's just screaming yeah, no over kidding. top of it, fucking rules. Yeah, I like it a lot. Uh, so that's everything that is scheduled to come out the rest of the year. Did we already say New In Flames? Well, okay, because I missed up on that whole that you know Swedish death metal thing. So Halo Effect seems to have lit a fire under In Flames' ass, and I'm all for it, dude. I'm stoked. It's just funny. It's just like instead of going back to sounding like old In Flames, that new song sounded just like Blinded by Fear, but by In Flames. Oh, dude, yeah. But it's cool. I dig it. The more... Good stuff, the merrier. Curious to see how the rest of that album will turn out. Hoping for the best. So those are the ones that are scheduled for stuff. In the studio right now, Autopsy, Avenged Sevenfold, Body Count, Clutch, Doth, Doth got back together, <laughs> Dead Cross, Dying Fetus, Exciter, which probably will be the first album with my dude, my dog, Daniel Decay. Shout out to the DK Army. Godflesh. Okay, uh, I wrote down Priests. Because there is an official new Judas Priest album coming, but then you also have KK's Priest with uh, Tim Ripper Owens yeah. putting out an album, apparently. New Ministry, new obituary, new propane, new prong, Slipknot, Suicidal. Very curious to see whether or not Ben Weinman plays on that album or not. Tesseract's album's in the can. Uh, you got New Testament, and that'll probably be the first with Dave Lombardo on drums. It's going to be New Megadeth, too. Ah, oh, shit. I forgot to write And that I down. think New yeah, Metallica, because. Yeah, yeah. They're pretty much yeah, done they, with their new album, too. Yeah, they've been talking about that for a while. It just didn't pop up. But yeah, yeah it's got to be. Also, uh, New Tribulation and New Yakuza, and amongst many others. These are just the ones that I've cherry-picked here. Real quick, because I know we've been, I would like to think, pretty thorough. Shit. Uh, shows this year? Have you been to a ton of shows? No. I'm trying to think if yeah. I went to one. Did I go to one? Did you Did you go to that Dying Fetus one? Dying Fetus? No. Yeah, I didn't either. I don't know how the hell I didn't go to that. Well, so that's the big thing. Like, well, I was supposed to go to two earlier this year, and then I was out of town. I bought Mm -hmm. the tickets and everything, and then I was out of town. Yeah. So I think, well, I've been trying to hold off on shows because I'm going to be going to that Psycho Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, yeah. At the Gates is doing Slaughter of the Soul in Full. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a shitload of shit I want to see there, dude. Like, Oh man, I can't even fucking wait. I mean, yeah. it was it was really weird how it came about. I mean, but still. And then the other one I want to see. Well, and then my son got me tickets to uh, a day to remember in the Ghost Inside in Irvine. I think that's in October. And then I want that one in December with uh, 
Amon Amarth. Amon Amarth, yeah. Yeah, the rest of this year's kind of... I, I have no idea, just because I got so much other stuff in my life going on. But first show of the year, just because the first half of this year was such a clusterfuck, I missed a lot of stuff. But got to see the, the dudes in God Hammered open for uh, Internal Bleeding and Jungle Rot. Josh and Maccus came out for this one. It was fucking cool to see them again. Jungle Rot was fine. Internal Bleeding was really cool, you know, see more or less the OGs of Slam doing their thing. Fuck yeah. And bobbing the whole time. Uh, turns out... As I was walking outside helping Maccus load his drums, I heard somebody mention DK Army, and I started talking to this guy. It turns out the guy who did, uh, who does Jungle Rot's merch on tour does stuff for Daniel DK, Mike Leon from Soulfly, and now, as of today, announced Josh Travis. He does merch for their stream stuff, so shout out to Stack the Bodies High on Instagram. Go check his shit out. Fucking random... Uh, one of the random internet meetings I had just because I happened to be walking outside and this dude just happened to be Jungle Rot's uh, merch guy. Fucking funny how that works out. Uh, what else? I know I'm missing something and it irritates me. I really, yeah, I've only been to a handful of shows this year, dude. Hoping for more. We'll see what opportunities present themselves. Eli, seeing Eli finally with Ignite was amazing. Can't wait to see more of that. They're going back out to Europe again real soon. Check them out if you're in the area yeah i was bummed i couldn't go to that one yeah man it was that was that was spencer's first hardcore show that was cool it was just fun experiencing something through somebody's eyes you know for the first time <laughs> so i told him i gotta get out to more of those with me um yeah man we'll see we'll see what the rest of the year holds hopefully i was gonna say tomorrow uh the buddies and fractures oh yeah fractures check out the fucking fractures ep man oh yeah yeah, the Firewater Sessions. But um, I was going to say, yeah, they're playing tomorrow at Brick by Brick. But by the time comes, there's you know, for this episode to come out, it'll already be over, right? Oh, yeah. Stoked for them playing with 96 Bitter Beings, the uh, the dude from CKY's new thing. So that's it for what's happened so far this year, folks. Looking forward to capping it all off again. Maybe there will be some new surprises at the end of the year. Maybe I'll be done with my Lake of Maggots EP. There you go. Fucking maybe. Looking forward to hearing how that turns out. Yeah, maybe by then there'll be new Gary Ordinary too. We'll see. But yeah, man, let us know what you've liked this year. Let us know what you're looking forward to this year. We always love hearing from you. Back in on the conversation. Like, review, subscribe, follow, recommend to your friends. Love hearing from you. Until next time, eat your veggies. Fuck your prayers. Talk to you next time. Later.